And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, all over everywhere. The Rittenhouse trial, I suppose, is still going on. There's been quite a few things that I've been able to see as a result of the trial happening. A lot of reactions, a lot of different things that have just been kind of thrown out there. We'll talk about all those things in a little bit. How about the 112 kids who got the wrong dose of the Vax out there in Loudoun County? Does Loudoun County hate kids or what? Because remember, this is where you have ground zero for the fight against critical race theory in public schools. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. Also, um, shout out to LAPD saying, hey, man. If you're getting robbed, just give it up. If they're coming to your crib, just give it up. Is that good advice? Partially, but not really. And it's kind of scary, especially because people are getting robbed in very high-end areas and they're being followed back home from very high-end areas. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, you have BLM, New York City, the leader of BLM, New York City, Hawk Newsom, threatening bloodshed over... The incoming mayor's new tough on crime policy. Is that a crime? Should he go to the penitentiary? Big rocks, little rocks. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys could be almost anywhere in the world, but you are right here with me. And that's the best place to be. If you enjoy what you have heard thus far, if you enjoy the content on the channel in general, please give the video a thumbs up. Also, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. We got a whole lot going on, a whole lot we're going to get to. Uh, first and foremost, as always, shout out to all my sponsors. Uh, I'm going to get through them pretty quickly here because I want to talk a lot about what's happening. Shout out to me, ablmerch.com. Go to the site right now. We got a few new items on there. Well, we got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, more, everything, ablmerch.com. Some really good stuff on there. If you have any merch suggestions, I always take your suggestions and questions at contact at anthonyblogan.com. Links for everything will be in the description box. And also go to my regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. How about I went to Starbucks the other day, right? And they said, can we get a name for the order? I said, Anthony, I got my... My, my drink back and it said, Anthony, where's the H at? And I've had this happen on more than one occasion. And it's funny to see him like typing in my name because I could, I know they know how, they don't, they don't know how to spell it, but you want $15 an hour, learn how to spell Anthony first. It's a very common name. One of the most common names in the whole world, but I digress. Just, I just have me thinking about that right now. It was right there top of my mind. But anyway, uh, the point is that, my website is anthonyblogan.com. Check it out. All original articles, all my sources from left, right, independent, center, local, national news. Everything's on the site. So nobody can never say that I have steered them in the wrong direction because I'm always able to cite my sources. Again, anthonyblogan.com. And of course, patriotpost.us for greater source of news and information much more than what I write myself. You have my content on there, plus a bunch of others. Great website to go to, patriotpost.us. They can spell Anthony 1,000% for sure. 
also go to bhedesigns.com. They make these beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. You can get ones just like these or one of your very own, custom made, whatever it is, at bhedesigns.com. The links for everything will be in the description box below. So check it out whenever you get a chance. All right. Now, let's go ahead and get to the topics. We got a whole lot going on, and I'm not really sure where to begin. Where should I start? I think I'm going to just start with the Rittenhouse trial because there's been so much there. Um, I want to get into the 100 kids giving the wrong dose because that's a really hot-button issue that I'm going to address for sure. And, you know, LAPD, Black Lives Matter, and then what else? Oh, my man, there was one more topic I forgot to mention that I'm going to get into there was a black liberal Democrat host. I think his name is Joe Madison, something like that. He's going on a hunger strike because he um, is protesting in favor of voting rights. Matter of fact, I'm going to start right there. I I'm going to start there and then I just get my, you know, work my way on through the whole situation. So this radio show host, I believe his name is Joe Madison. Let me look it up just to make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing here. Yeah, Joe Madison. So he is on Sirius XM's Urban View. I've never heard that show before. Maybe you guys have. Apparently, he's a pretty big deal, uh, but I've never heard of him before. I think I may have seen him occasionally. I may have seen him in person at some of these events I go to, but I meet a lot of people, so I'm not really sure who he is, but apparently he is somebody. So this guy says he's going on a hunger strike until they can fix what's going on, right? Now, and and here's here's a little bit more detail though. He didn't really say the full thing. He's he's already kind of lying, right? A lot of these guys they say stuff like that, but it's not really the truth. Okay, here's the headline right here, and it says Sirius XM Urban Views Joe Madison going on hunger strike until voting rights get signed into law. Now that's him right there, uh, Joe Madison, kind of an older guy, kind of boomer generation, maybe right around that age. Uh, I'm not really sure his exact age, but I know he's a lot older than I am. Right. He has about 75 percent more grade than I do. But anyway. So he's going on a hunger strike, but he's already kind of halfway lying because he says that it's only going to be um, <laughs> it's only going to be from solid food. So my thing is, OK, are you going to blend up a, a hamburger or a Subway sandwich or something like that and then drink that? And you, 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 you'll still be able to keep on rocking, but you just won't have. Uh, a solid hamburger, no no crunchy Fritos or nothing like that in the morning. It, it, the whole thing is dumb, but he says that they need to sign the either the Freedom to Vote Act or the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, the Voting Rights Advancement Act. So until the Senate and then Joe Biden pass through Sue and sign it into law, he's not going to eat anymore. But here's the question I have for a lot of these black liberal Democrats when Joe Biden said to, because remember Joe Biden was on the breakfast club, right? With Charlamagne the God, uh, a urban radio show. So Joe Madison should know about it. If you are an urban radio and another urban radio show has Joe Biden on, you should know what's happening. I know what's happening. If that's your field, you definitely should know. But anyway, they had him on and they asked him, Hey, um, what are you going to do for, for black folks? What's going to be um, for us? And Joe was like, look, man, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. How about that? That's pretty much what he said. It's nothing for you. It's nothing for you. 
vote for me or you ain't black. So having said all that, why do you think Joe Biden would do anything like this? Um, voting rights, black folks for what? Why? We're not, we're not doing anything more for you. We didn't already do everything we're supposed to be doing. I signed the crime bill, locked your, your, your grandson up, Joe Madison. That's all I got to do. So with this right here, you're going on a hunger strike. Well, hey, man, grab your Snickers because you're going to wait. Okay, if you don't grab the Snickers, you might as well put it in, into the, the, the Ninja Blender and drink it because I'm not going to do a thing. He has repeatedly said that. And as a matter of fact, I saw um, Al Sharpton. I think Al Sharpton and some guys, um, they're, they're protesting. How long has Al Sharpton been out there so-called protesting? He's been out there since he was fat. Since he was FBI snitch and real fat, he was out there protesting. Where is the where is the actual gain? Where is where is a positive, you know, advancement from what Al Sharpton has been doing? I don't see anything. I see nothing. Okay, Trump came in there and did more in four years than Al Sharpton and these guys have ever even asked for, let alone accomplished. So what have they done in a very short period of time? Okay, hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can find the actual issue that Al Sharpton was recently involved with. Um, let me see. Nothing, nothing really. I think, um, Al Sharpton is down there dealing with Amar Arbery, just the same old stuff. But anyway, a lot of these people, a lot of these so-called leaders, they're out there protesting because things aren't really going the way they want, but it, they, they're not going to go the way that you want because Joe Biden told you from the beginning what it was. Now, one thing I will say about Joe Biden I mean, he's not really trying to hide what's going on. He's pretty much being transparent. The problem is the media are covering up for him. Joe Biden will say F the black community live on TV. And then the media will say that he loves us. Just like the whole let's go Brandon thing. That's why that's really hot right now. Okay. I'm not really sure if the young lady heard it properly or what, because we heard it right being here at home. But if you're right there on the racetrack, on the raceway, whatever they call it, you might not be able to really hear what's being said properly from the stands, if that makes any sense. But it doesn't even matter because this thing of the media changing facts, rearranging facts has been a pattern. So when the crowd was saying F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden, and then she said, oh, they're saying let's go Brandon. That's very symbolic of what we see from the mainstream media all the time. They keep changing stuff. They keep switching stuff. But Joe Biden has not been changing the switching. Joe Biden, they said, F black folks from the beginning. So why expect anything different? He was honest. A lot of these people just got caught up in this, you know, hypnotized by hatred when it comes to Trump. Trump was saying, hey, we're going to steer $500 billion towards you guys. $500 billion, the platinum plan. He said that. Now, nah, we don't want that. We're going to pick Joe Biden, who got on TV and said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's what we want. All right, well, you got it. So you want, you want to go on a hunger strike now? Well, you might as well go ahead and starve. You might as well. Or try to figure out how you can get every piece of nutrient you can into your ninja blender and drink that and be cool with that. Regardless of what you do, you can starve to death. You can be looking like Skeletor. You can get super fat. It don't even matter. What you do, Joe Madison, is not going to make a difference. Hunger strike. Who cares? Go on a hunger strike. What's it going to do for... And then here's another question I have for anybody out there that's listening. How hard is it to vote in the U.S. of A? Is it a difficult thing? 
Is it something that is impossible? Is it hard to go out there, get an ID, or most of us have IDs. So how hard is it to get your IDs you already have to do everything, to drive, to go to work, to go to school, to get welfare benefits, to get lottery tickets, to get cigarettes, beer, whatever kind of vice you got going on. How hard is it to take that same ID you already have, go to the voting booth and vote? That's not hard at all. And as a matter of fact, if you live in, let's say, California, it's more difficult to get a hamburger indoors at a restaurant and eat it than it is to vote straight up. Because in California, you got to have the, the vex card. You got to prove that you are vexed. And now I presume if you present a vex card, they want to check for authenticity. So you got to have a real vex card and probably ID to match up. Okay, here's your ID. Your name is John Johnson. Your vex card, John Johnson. They, they're putting the flashlight on your jank. They're like, all right, is it real? Holding up to the sky. See if it's some kind of little thread in the middle. Okay, is it real? Cool, we good money. But then when it comes to voting, ah, man, look, your, your, your name is what? Your name is Elon Musk. Your name is Bill Gates. Your name is Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, um, George Washington. All right, cool. I know you've been dead since like 1800s, but that's fine. Come on in here and vote. It's all good, right? We'll give you a ballot. It's no problem. What? You said you're not here legally? You came across the border yesterday and you are a felon in Mexico? Oh, that's fine, man. Look, check it out. Here's here's a ballot. What's your name again? Your, your name is uh, Jacob Blake, whatever. Come on in. Vote. It's dumb, but we know what's going on. It's so obvious. They want to keep that door open because they want to cheat and shout out to all the states that are tightening their laws up. I think the whole thing about voting and having confidence in the election will happen at a state level on the federal level. They can't really do a lot. They won't do a lot from the federal level. It's going to take it up. It, it'd be each state has to do it. California. They don't want to do it. Uh, a lot of these left left coast places. They don't want to do it. Uh, but when you come to a more conservative area, they're going to have, your voting laws tighten up to make it more secure, but not difficult, regardless of what's going on. So I'm not really sure what this whole thing about a hunger strike is going to accomplish. You might lose a few pounds, Joe Madison. I'm not really sure what your risk is. Okay, you're about 70-something years old right around that, so you got a high risk for the bug. So if you go on a hunger strike, that might do you some good, so you won't have them a few Christmas pounds on you, right? So you'd be less likely to go to the upper room from the virus. But anyway, I'll move on. Thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. And we got a whole lot more going on for sure. Yeah, so you think the VAX card, it had a chip in it? I wouldn't be surprised if the VAX card became like a credit card or something like that where they can scan it, chip it, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I refuse. I refuse. If I have to go somewhere and they say you got to produce a VAX card, I will never go. Period. I, I move away. I move out of the whole state if I had to. If it was like that, straight up, I'm. I'm just. I refuse. That's. It's just not happening. And you know this whole thing with the VAX card, it, it happened so quickly, really. But a lot of us saw it coming because first it was okay. You got to wear the mask. That's mandatory. Then it became, all right. Well, since you said the mask is no problem and you had no problem with us. Mandating that, okay, let's mandate this. Get your vex, get your booster. The NBA 
They're talking about getting all their players to get the booster because they know that the regular shot is going to wear off. So, okay, you got a vax mandate, but then you're going to have another mandate. It's going to be in perpetuity. It'll never stop. Like the flu shot. Okay, you can't just get one shot one year and be done with it and say, I'm vaxxed. That's not how it works. It's going to be every year. They're going to rebrand the flu shot as the virus shot eventually. And speaking about flu shot, virus shot, and whatnot, um, let's talk about these 112 kids in Virginia. Now, this story is crazy because it happened in Loudoun County. Now, before I even get into it, I'm going to just tell you the, the general synopsis of what went down. So in Loudoun County, 112 kids between the ages of 5 and 11 were given the wrong dose of the vex. Okay, 112 kids at a pharmacy in Loudoun County. And we all know about Loudoun County. That is ground zero for the fight against critical race theory in public K-12 schools. That's where the father had his, well, didn't have his. The, the father went to the school board meeting and was very irate, very upset, and got arrested. And then that video was used to sick the federales and the DOJ on parents, or they tried to. I'm not sure they're really going to do that, but they tried to. They say, hey, look at this irate parent. He's threatening people. He got arrested. He was bleeding and everything else. This is why we need to have the federales and the DOJ basically attacking the parents to keep them in line because they are a threat to the school board members and teachers. When in reality, the father was there because his daughter had been assaulted in the bathroom by a 15 year old, a 12 year old girl had been assaulted in the bathroom by a 15 year old boy identifying as transgender. Although he was not truly transgender, which is kind of oxymoron, truly transgender. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. The mother said, hey, he is a boy and identifies as a boy, but all they wanted to do was attack girls, okay, and get gratification from that. So you have just a pervert, really. That's all it was, but he was allowed to be in that space because of the rules. This is, this is all in Loudoun County, Virginia, basically the bedroom of Washington, D.C., the D.C. metro area. So... Here we go again with Loudoun County. 112 kids were given the wrong dose of the Vax. Now, what happened? Okay, the Vax for kids between the ages of 5 and 11 is specifically just for them. They got different vowels with a different level of the, the Vax, different water. Um, it's, it's watered down differently, different needles. Everything is different just to make sure the kids don't get the adult dose because in trials, and by the way, I'm not really sure who had their kids subject to a trial of a brand new vex. How are you going to put your five-year-old in the, in the clinical trial? But I, I, I digress, I promise. Anyway, in trials, they were saying that the higher doses may cause some problems, so they got to do the lower dose. So it's like one third of the adult dose, but it's not just that there's more to the child's version of the vex. There's much more. It's not just a lower amount of the vex. Anyway, you got vowels just for them and you have needles for them as well. They have their own syringes. So there's no mistaking which one is for kids and the other one is for adults or for young men or young, young men and women over 11 years old, right? 
so what happened was the pharmacy ran out of the specific vaccines for the kids. They ran out. There was no more of those specific doses. So here's what these um, 5,000 IQ guys did. They said, hey, they said that the kids' dose was only one-third of the adult dose, and we have all these adult doses laying around not being used because everybody already got it. So what we're going to do is just take one-third of the adult vial, put it into a syringe, and then give kids that. Meanwhile, that's not correct because, number one, you're supposed to get, like, if, if, it was, if it was like that, then there would be no need for the kid-only doses. If you could just take the adult one and break it down, bust it down into thirds, then what's the point in having the kids-only doses if you already got all the adult doses? First thing. Second thing is that it's not going to be watered down properly. You're giving them a higher level of the VEX, and it's not watered down properly. It's, it's, you, can, you can give them an overdose or underdose. You're not giving them the proper dose. And then beyond that, I'm reading that there is a special ingredient in the kid's dose that's not in the adult dose to prevent heart attacks because we all know that myocarditis, meaning having the heart inflamed and causing potential cardiac arrest and cardiac problems, that's an issue in young men. If it's an issue in young men, between the ages of, I don't know, 12 and 18, 12 and 20 or something like that. Maybe it'd be an issue with kids that are 10 years old, 11 years old or younger. Just maybe. Huh? And it's not even a matter of if you are obese or something like that. You're talking about um, very active kids, kids playing sports, physically fit, young men. All of a sudden, they got myocarditis. Okay? And that's no tenfold hat conspiracy theory. The video that I responded to, which is in the box, well, not in the box, it's on my website, anthonyblogan.com. The video I responded to where they were trying to downplay it, they mentioned that myocarditis is a risk factor for young men, like young teenage men, okay? Or like boys that's like 13, 14, and up to like 18, 19, 20. It's a risk for them, right? So maybe it'd be a risk for those that are under the age of 11. And you know what she said that really scared me? This person trying to play PR and downplay it and trying to convince you to go out there and get your kids to get the vex. She said, well, we don't really know what the results of this are going to be until we get it into the arms of more kids. She said that matter of fact, I'm going to try to find it. I'm going to try to find that, that specific part of the clip. So you guys know, I'm not just making it up. I'm not just joshing you around. Hold on one second. And while I'm finding that, please get a video with thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out a whole lot. And, okay, so here's the video. Let me just find where she said it. And... Grappling with the news that their children got the wrong dose. NBC News medical contributor, Dr. Not Natalie... So that's her right there. So let me go to the part where she said it. You know, the sore arm yeah. and a little bit of... They, the, the vaccine reaction, they can get the same thing from the flu shot, right? This is your immune system responding. This is what you want to really see technically. Um, a little low-grade fever, fever, a little achiness, that kind of thing. Totally appropriate. The best news is that at least in the clinical trial, again, not a ton of participants, 
but we did not see that myocarditis yeah. um, so much in this younger age group because they really think that the myocarditis, the heart condition, the, the yeah. heart condition is really more of a post-pubertal thing that we don't okay. really see that so much in younger kids. So we'll see now that we're vaccinating a lot of you know millions of children, we'll see if we actually see these cases of myocarditis. But I said it right there. Did you guys miss that at the very end? Let's let's play it one more time. Again, this is not me. Matter of fact, this this video right here is from NBC News. Okay, and YouTube curated it so they wanted us to see it. The 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 the, the um the ratio of dislikes to likes is horrendous. It has um how many? It has two point four thousand two thousand four hundred likes and eleven thousand dislikes out of five hundred thousand views. Okay, but let's rewind right quick so you can hear that part. Group because they really think that the myocarditis, the heart condition, the, the yeah. heart condition is really more of a post-pubertal thing that we don't okay. really see that so much in younger kids. So we'll see. Now that we're vaccinating a lot of you know millions of children, we'll see if we actually see these cases of myocarditis. But now that we're vaccinating millions of children, we'll see if we have all the cases of myocarditis. We'll see. We'll figure it out once we get all the kids vaxxed. So if you're taking your kids to the pharmacy, to the pharmacist to get the vax. You are making your child be part of an experiment. She said it right there. I didn't say it. She said it. So if you two try to say, oh, you're spreading misinformation. Well, y'all the ones that curated the video. Y'all the ones wanted me to see it. So if YouTube curates a video that they want me to see and I see something like that, how can they say that I'm spreading misinformation? I heard what I heard. Yeah, we're going to see. No, nah, we'll, we'll see. And I said that from the beginning. This is why I'm not really a Vax fan because I knew it'd be like this. How can you really know what the effects are going to be before people start to get it? You have to test it out in the wild. You may have a clinical trial, but that's not really going to give you the full scope of what's going on. It won't give you a wide range of people. And it's just, you can't really learn a lot from that. And viruses can change and there's long-term effects you can't really get in a very short period of time. So, I mean, it is what it is, man. Like, I'm cool. And again, this is, we're talking about kids. If you want to be an adult and do something like that, you want to gamble with your life, then go ahead. Go ahead. That's your business. You got guys that bungee jump and the, and the, and the, the court break. Oh, hey, man, YOLO, right? You only got one life to live. That was your choice. All right. But are we going to have kids go on bungee jumping? Are we going to have kids do really high-risk stuff that adults do all the time? And it's not even their choice. Their parents make them do it. Is that okay? I don't think that's okay. And it's the same thing going on here. She said it. We're not going to know what's going on until we get everybody to get the shot. So far, there's been 900,000 kids that have been vaxxed, according to what NBC News says. And this video is um, from yesterday, November the 12th. They want to get 26 million kids with the vax. So if you're already messing up now, you got 112 kids getting the wrong dose. And then what she said was, they might be underdosed. They might be overdosed. We don't know. And they want to give them another shot. They want to give them the, the double jab. Why double jab the kids if they get in a one-third dose that the adults get? So you got to get two shots of the one-third dose? I don't understand it, but it is what it is anyway. So, yeah. Hey, yeah, give give the kids pretty much whatever. Let, let the kids smoke crack and it's fine, right? H have the parents make the kids smoke crack and then see if they see see if it harms them or not. So, I mean, if, if you if you are concerned about your kids getting that, listen to what they say and make your own mind up. 
Don't I mean what what do I know? I'm no doctor. I'm no NBC medical analyst. <laughs> I, I'm no um what's what's my man's name that went on Joe Rogan? Um, I forget his name, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The guy that went on Joe Rogan and said that it was improper for CNN to say that he had taken horse dewormer. And then when he went back to CNN, um, he was like, yeah, it's true, though. So we didn't lie about him taking horse dewormer. So I'm no guy like that that would get on TV and lie or lie in a different place, depending upon the the, the circumstance. I'm going to tell you the truth all the time. But again, I'm no medical type guy like that. Anyway, so we'll see what's going to happen. I mean, you got 112 kids getting the wrong dose. Uh, I most certainly think that um, I think this is part of the reason why Virginia went red because of stuff like this. And it just happened to be in the same place, Loudoun County. That's where I think the election was won for Glenn Young and in Virginia, because regular people are starting to see stuff like this and be like, wait a minute, that's not right. Maybe a kid that is 15 years old, an adult male, that identifies as trans should not be in the bathroom with a 12 year old girl assaulting her. Maybe that shouldn't be happening. Maybe the school board is wrong for covering it up. Maybe they shouldn't be teaching my kids about how the white man is the the racist and the bully and the oppressor and the demon, how the black man is soft and weak and a victim. Maybe they shouldn't be teaching that. Maybe they shouldn't be harboring a very dangerous environment for my kids, just maybe people are waking up. This is this is a forceful red pill alive in real time. That's what's going on right now, in my humble opinion, at least. Yeah, Sanjay Gupta, thank you. Sanjay Gupta, I forgot his name. I knew it was an Indian name, but I didn't want to get really racist. I didn't want to just say something that I shouldn't be saying. Bollywood, Bollywood, I don't know. But anyway, I digress. Um, we got a whole lot more to talk about. There's a whole lot going on all over the internets and... We're going to get to it. Oh, LAPD. I'm going to talk about them right quick, and then I'm going to get to some of the Cal Rittenhouse stuff. So LAPD put out a, I guess it's an ordinance or something, or a safety bulletin. Here we go. I'll put it on the screen, matter of fact. Let's make it a little bit easier. So there's been a string of robberies and really, like, high-priced areas in LA, Melrose, like a lot of the shopping areas and eateries people are getting robbed at gunpoint in broad daylight there was a video that i showed earlier today where there was a table of people sitting down and then two guys dressed in all black pulled the put the pistols out on them and robbed them right there at the table it's broad daylight sunshine palm trees birds chirping give it up you know that's going on now the police are saying hey don't fight with the robber just go ahead and give it up now i'm gonna say this when you are in a situation where, let's say, you're just sitting on Rodeo eating um, a tofu burger or something like that with your pet dog, go ahead and give it up. You don't have a gun on you. You're not trying to get into a shootout over, you know what I'm saying, $100 in your pocket or your cell phone or something like that. That's not really worth your life. So go ahead and give it up at that point. Regular people, nah, go ahead and give it up because you're not going to win that fight. Regular normies. Now, some of us are a little bit different. But not all of us are that way. However, what's happening is beyond just simple robbery. What's happening is that people are being followed home from these areas. So they'll scope you out. It's like, okay, you're driving a Range Rover. You're driving a Porsche. You're driving some other kind of really nice luxury car. You're iced out. You got drip. You got watches and jewelry and whatnot on you. 
You might be a celebrity even. Okay, we're going to follow you to your house and we're going to rob you there. But they're still saying that you should give it up. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I think the game changes when the robbers come to your crib. All right. Some of you guys would be like, you know what? I'm going to fight to the death over my iPhone 6 at, at the Coles parking lot. And I understand I'm not going to be in that same ballpark. You know, if I was one of these uh, toy dog carrying young ladies. But I understand if you want to do that. However, I think once a person comes to your house, now the game changes because that can be very, very dangerous beyond just a simple robbery. Okay. They could force their way inside, assault people in there. The kids can, you're talking about kidnapping and all kind of other bad things can happen. What they should say in LA is you need to arm yourself in your home. You got to arm yourself. The former Detroit police chief said that back a few years ago, like 2014, because there had been a bunch of home invasions and stuff like that. And he was like, look, we can't be everywhere talking about the police. We cannot be everywhere. So you got to get armed. Arm yourself and be ready for the home invaders. And then there was a video that came out of a, a woman, right, of, of a woman who had been home invaded by like three or four of these guys out there in Detroit. And she came out with a, with a rifle, big rifle. I don't know if it was an AR or what, with a big rifle and would start started shooting and got the guys out of her house. That should be what the narrative is from LAPD. But unfortunately, California is a little bit weird when it comes to gun laws. I'm not really sure how hard it is to get a gun in California, but I know that they are restricted. Um, 10 round magazines maximum, even on a rifle. I mean, those magazines look so pitiful. Like I said, it's like a cell phone. You got a, 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 a small little cell phone. Okay. You got a cell phone on, on the bottom of your, <laughs> it's like this on the bottom of your rifle. No banana clip, nothing like that. You got a, a, a baby little 10, 10 rounds on a rifle. Okay, I got 30 rounds when I had my guns back in the day before the, before the button accident. I had 30 rounds in the mag. 10 rounds? If you have a handgun, like a like a 9mm, that makes sense. Okay, because it's hard to conceal anything beyond 10 rounds for the most part. I mean, you got... I've seen guys having... I've seen guys have handguns that have... um drum mags and extendo mags you can't really put that independence carry that's not really going to work so the 10 round mag makes sense for a handgun but a rifle no and i'm gonna need my 30 rounds on my rifle because there could be multiple guys coming into my crib trying to do a home invasion understand a home invasion a lot of times it's not just one person breaking in that's usually like a dope fiend or something like that trying to find some quick money but a lot of times when people are targeted, there's a whole team of guys. So I got to be able to set up a, a a nice little area where I can shield myself and be able to kind of do some plinking, right? That's what I got to do. And I might need more than 10 rounds of my mat to accomplish that. But in California, you can't do that legally. You can do it, but is it legal? You might catch a gun charge for defending yourself and you don't want to go about it that way. So... Yeah, California is a weird place, but that should be what the thing is. Thank you for the tea. We lit. California is a weird place like that, and that's part of the reason why LAPD is talking about just give it up, even when they come to your crib. If you're outside, just on Rodeo, you got your toy dog, you got 
you know, you, you full of Botox, lips are about the size of a Goodyear blimp each. Okay, go ahead. But at your crib, no, nah, you need to be able to get trained and get properly armed. But I think the laws in the in the state are just kind of against you. And then beyond that, um, the police have kind of been defunded or there's a, um, a movement to defund the police in L.A. Some of you guys may be in Los Angeles or in California. How are the gun laws? Are you able to have a gun? Are you able to defend yourself properly or not? I mean, but anyway, um, so the police said this. Matter of fact, I have the, the bulletin. Oh, getting back. I forgot what I was saying. Getting back to the whole defund the police thing. There's a movement to defund the police, and I think there has been some defunding. And a lot of the people who are affected by this will be the main ones that will go out there and say defund the police. Prime example, Alyssa Milano. Remember her talking about defund the police and ACAP, all this, that, and the third, all on TikTok protesting, Black Lives Matter. But then when there was a young boy, a teenage young man on a property shooting squirrels, then it became, hey, call the police, call the fire, call the paramedics, call, um, call Judge Dredd. Robocop, everybody, get all the 90s action heroes, get the 1987 versus, uh, get to 80 versus alone, get everybody, get the K9 unit, get the whole team up here to defend me and my property against this young guy out here with an, an airsoft gun shooting squirrels. That's what it became. So here's some of the safety thing. And a lot of this is kind of like common sense. Beware your surroundings. Don't wear a whole lot of jewelry, et cetera, et cetera. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this right here. If you are being robbed, do not resist the robbery suspects. Cooperate and comply with their demands. Be a good witness. And what I saw on um, one of these local news shows, they were like, hey, after you get robbed, jot down a description of them. Jot down like what they had on and stuff. It's like, is that is that what you're going to be doing after you get robbed? Is it going to be like a, a business transaction? You could just jot down what they had on. Is that what it's going to be? Okay. It says it right here on the, on the thing. After a robbery, immediately call the police department by dialing 9-1-1. Immediately write down everything you can remember about the crime, suspects, and suspect vehicle. Do not chase or follow the robbery suspect out of your place of business or home. Leave your location of the suspect to the police. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. California, it's it's a mess. You know, I hear a lot of good things about California, about living there, but not. I also don't. I hear about how it's a dump and people want to leave. They 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 want to go, and that's usually what happens, right? If people don't realize where they live. They think it's okay and it's all good, and their lack of rights is not really a problem until they need their rights. Until that that fateful day. When they get a crazy home invasion and then it's like, well, I don't have a gun. I have a rifle with, you know, a, a 10 round mag ammunition. Try getting that in California where it's regulated and very expensive. That's what I hear. At least I'm not really sure you guys out there on the left coast. It's like a whole different world, whole different world. Exactly. Unbound. How are you going to call the federales or the police? If they sold your cell phone. Very good point. Exactly. You, you, go, you go to a pay phone and figure it out that way. Send an email, send a, send a, send a kite, send a pigeon. 
But yeah, I think what's happening is that a lot of these cities are seeing the effects of the police being defunded and or understaffing. Because how are you going to get robbed in broad daylight and nobody knows any suspects? Nobody's caught. And then they say, okay, do not chase them out of your home or your business. Leave it up to us. We're going to catch them. But if they can't catch somebody that robs you in broad daylight in front of everybody, in front of cameras, how are they going to catch a person when they come to your crib? You might live in a you know, up in the hill somewhere. How are they going to catch them? I mean, riddle me that. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, if you're living out there in LA, man, be careful. I would say if you are a true conservative and you live in a place like that, it's time to go. It's, it's time to go, man. Like out here in Tennessee, you don't have no problems with that. Constitutional carry, you know, I can get my rifle 30 rounds. If I had any guns, which I don't have any guns anymore, because again, Accident, it was tragic. Everybody was crying. It was a mess. But if I had my rifle, 30 rounds, and if you want to come into my crib, you're going to be, it's like we're playing paintball, basically. But I digress. Um, you guys are the best audience on the internet. Please give the video a thumbs up if you have not done so already. And if you are not subscribed to the channel, please do that as well. I most certainly appreciate you. And what else we got going on? We got a whole lot happening. Oh, speaking about um, dystopian futures in crazy cities and things falling apart and the police being defunded and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> how, how about um, New York City, Black Lives Matter threatening bloodshed if the new mayor follows through with his tough on crime policy? Did you guys see that? I'm going to try to find that particular clip because that whole thing was crazy. It really was, but at the same time, not really surprising at all. Here we go. Matter of fact, this is um, Hawk Newsom. Now, I had praised Hawk Newsom recently because he was out there protesting against the vax mandate. I'm like, okay, great, Black Lives Matter. You guys are normally always wrong. I don't support you guys and what you do. But that right there, that was a good thing that you did. Keep up the good work. But here he is yet again going the opposite direction. And I said in that video that guys like this are kind of kind of like bipolar. One day they'll say a good thing, and then they'll go back to the negative ways the very next day. It's like pick one way and stick with it. Get, your, get that one foot out of the gutter. Put both feet on a righteous path, and you'll be all right. But unfortunately, this guy can't do that. So here is the clip in question. And the um, caption of the video says BLM leaders in New York promised riots, quote unquote, and bloodshed, quote unquote, if Mayor elect Eric Adams reactivates the NYPD's anti crime unit. Look for the media to try and spin this as peacefully protesting again, exactly. And the video sources the Media Research Center, pardon me, and that's MRC. Let's check it out, get a little bit of sound. If they think that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing, then we're going to take to the streets again. There will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. So there's okay, let's, let's, let's run that back. And I'm not really sure what he has on, like this necklace right here. I'm not really sure what that is. Is that, that's not calorie shells. That's like calorie shells on cocaine. I'm not sure what that is, but anyway. It's like, it's like black, it's like the Black Panther. But anyway, I'm, I'm kind of going down some rabbit holes let's just play the video 
If they think that they're going to go back to the old ways of policing, then we are going to take to the streets again. There will be riots, there will be fire, and there will be bloodshed. So there's no way that we are going to let some Gestapo come in here and harm our people. Right? We pray for peace, but black opportunities prepares for the worst. Co-founder of BLM's Greater New York chapter, Hawk Newsom, saying this after a heated meeting with Adams at Brooklyn Borough Hall. The sit-down taking place behind closed doors, but was live-streamed on Instagram by an attendee. The conversation escalating when Newsom told Adams the organization would hold him accountable for any future police misconduct. You hold me accountable? Yeah. I'm holding you accountable. You get on the, on the ground, stop the violence in my community. I'm holding you accountable. We have actively been trying to hold the NYPD accountable. What are you going to do to hold the NYPD accountable for their unlawful actions? Brother, I mean, have you, have you been living under a rock? So, okay, this kind of goes on. They're having this like, you know, behind closed doors meeting, although it's streamed on Instagram and everybody can see it. And I'm watching it right now, so it must not be that behind closed doors. But anyway, that's Eric Adams, the mayor-elect, speaking to Hawk Newsom and some other guy, some activist guy about... NYPD and what they do. But here's my thing. Here's my question to these guys um, talking to Eric Adams. Why is NYPD of your concern? NYPD is not your concern. The problem with y'all is the community, the, the community, the black community. That's what that's your problem. All the thugging and drugging and carrying on. That's the actual problem. NYPD did not tell Bobby Schmurter and his people to go out there and kill a bunch of people and rap about it, and then get locked up for it. They didn't say to do that. Huh? That's not their fault. It's not NYPD. And you guys got the whole defunded police thing going on. Plus, you got the 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 the, the virus, um, the vax mandates, which is going to further reduce the NYPD. At a certain point, you're not going to have much NYPD. You're not going to have much, quote-unquote, policing. And what you're going to see is, a sharp rise in crime in the black community. Okay. When you have the NYPD there, when they're doing their job, you're going to have a safer community. So it's not the NYPD's fault. If they're going to have the crime unit get reactivated, they're going to put more into your community to make it safer. So why don't you want that? Because some of, some of these guys that are out here thugging and drugging, terrorizing the community might get their head bust every now and again. They might be on a high speed chase and crash a car and fly through the windshield like Batman with a, a grappling hook. If that's what it is, and that's what it is. But is that the NYPD's fault, or is it the criminal's fault for engaging in violent and dangerous behavior? That's what I want to know. Why I try to pick this low-hanging fruit of blaming the police? They're not the ones out there committing the crime. It's y'all, period. So take them, the Black Panther, Cowrie Shell, Wolverine Claw-looking necklace to the side, and get out there and tell your people to stop the thugging and drugging. If you do that, you might be able to, you know, have some, get some, get some leeway. But once you protect these criminals, because I understand the police are not going to be targeting regular normies. They're not targeting grandma trying to go back to the crib after working because she's have a whole lot of money trying to raise somebody's kid. They're not going to target her. They're going to target the person that might try to rob her on the way home it's simple so shout out to eric adams for trying to do something i'm not sure if he's going to actually follow through with the whole um the crime unit thing 
and reducing the crime, but that's needed in New York City. The crime is rising. A lot of you guys tell me that. A lot of you guys live in New York or by New York. You got family out there. You know it's rising. Defund the police. Police retiring. You need more of a crackdown on crime. Giuliani did that back, what was that, in the 90s, 80s, or whatever. And it worked. It, it really did work. And they're trying to go backward. You know, uh, de Blasio stealing money. Where's that money at? His wife, lost, his wife had like a billion dollars almost and lost it. Where is that at? Anybody, anybody know where that money went? How do you lose $800 million or whatever kind of amount that was? Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to try to find that right quick. Bill de Blasio's wife lost money. Oh, here it is. You thought I made it up? <laughs> where has this money gone? So it's not quite a billion, not quite 900 million, but 850. <laughs> How do you lose $850 million? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where it's at. Come on. I mean, this whole thing, the corruption, the incompetence, that's a problem. But the real problem with New York City is the crime that's going unchecked. If you come into the mayorship and you check the crime, you'll be able to have some results. If you don't check the crime, you're going to have, you, you have results too. If you don't check crime, you also have results. You have a negative result, but it will be a result for sure. Almost a billion dollars, a billion lost it. I don't know where it's at. I can't account for the money. Okay, like it, it, I've seen people get locked up for taking a hundred bucks from the register at the end of the night at McDonald's or something like that. A hundred dollars. You go into the penitentiary, at least jail, at least you're going to get questioned, but you're losing a billion dollars. Ah, psh, I don't know. I don't know where it's at. I, I lost it. My dog ate the billion dollars. <laughs> so hopefully Eric Adams is able to get in there and do something different because New Yorkers, they need it. They really do. No, if you got money, it really don't matter. But if you're just a regular person, you need it. You know, I, I advise anybody living in a place like that to go ahead and bounce. But everyone may not be able to do that. They got kids and family and things of that nature, a house or whatever. I understand. I get it. You love New York. I understand. But I couldn't do it. I could not live in New York. First of all, it's too cold. I'm not a, I'm not a cold guy. I like when it's warm. If it's below 30 degrees, I'm, I'm freezing to death, right? I'm a whole icicle. I don't like it. So I can't do the cold. I can't do the ridiculous crime, the high taxes. I heard that there's a tax in, like, there's, there's a state income tax and a city income tax. A city, not, not a sales tax. There's sales tax as well, but there's a city income tax in New York City on top of a sales, uh, a state income tax. That's crazy. How does it make any sense? But that's what it is. So you can do some things from the mayoral level, tighten up some of the ridiculous rules and regulations, but also tighten down on that crime. And the people that live in these areas can regulate themselves and try to fix things that way. That's what it should be. Okay. Um, it gets cold in Tennessee, but not really. No, not really. Like, it doesn't really get below freezing. It's it's no, I've been here four years. It's no one time. And it didn't really last that long. So, no. Actually, it gets colder in Virginia. 
where I was because it would snow every year and it'd be deep snow to where it would freeze. You'd be stuck in your, like one year I got stuck in my apartment for like three days because you couldn't really, everything was shut down. They, they cleared out some of the secondary roads, but they didn't clear out the interior roads to the neighborhoods. So you, you're pretty much stuck. If you didn't have supplies or whatever, you're pretty much out back. The power was off. It was crazy. It, it was, it was a mess. But we don't have that here. We don't really have because we're close to Georgia. Now, if you're living in Nashville, something like that, uh, high elevation and you're further north, that's different. They get a lot of snow up there. But I'm in East Tennessee, close to Georgia. I don't really have that kind of problem. Think about, put it to you like this. You don't think about snow when it comes to Atlanta. I can be in ATL 90 minutes. So in my part of the state, it's not really a place where it gets cold like that. It gets cold, but not for real. Not like New York City or anything like that. I couldn't do it. Anyway, I digress. Um, shout out to the whole Cal Rittenhouse trial. We see a whole lot from the Rittenhouse trial, don't we? Um, I'm going to try to find this uh, clip with Don Lemon because this clip revealed a whole lot. It, it revealed so much because Don Lemon attempted to make a point and maybe he did to a certain point, but not really. Hold on. Let me find it. I may have this just kind of hanging out in the cut. I believe I do. And um, matter of fact, here it is. There's this. All right. Let's let's play it this way. So Don Lemon was trying to basically attack Cal Rittenhouse, right? And anyone that would defend him. But in his attack, all that he wound up doing was making the case that I think we all agree with. I believe we all agree with this case that he was trying to make, although he was trying to use the case in a negative way. We see it as a positive thing. All right, so let's get some. So here we go. This is uh, Don Lemon on CNN, of course, and there's some panelists. I'm not sure who the screw face guy is, and I've seen her before. Is that Brooke Baldwin? Let me just make sure I'm talking about the right person. Brooke Baldwin. Yeah, that's her, Brooke Baldwin. So Don Lemon, Brooke Baldwin, and some random guy with a weird face. Okay, check it out. Theme of white wannabe vigilantism that I think encapsulates both of these trials. And I, I wonder what you think about, look, laws aside, how is the defense doing aside? What laws aside, right? So forget the law. Laws don't matter. That's really irrelevant. Okay, we're, we're in a trial where law is the subject matter but forget the law okay what do you think about just this idea that this is something people do that in some places this is still okay well it's the same idea as i was saying about the the judge it's, this is okay because people are used to it this is the ultimate entitlement that again you can insert yourself into a situation with a gun that you're not supposed to be carrying, kill two people, injure, and it is you are made to be a hero by the public. You, you see someone jogging down the street. And here we go. There's a false equivalent. She's talking about Amar Arbery. What's Amar Arbery got to do with Cal Rittenhouse? They're trying to make this whole racial thing, which is the dumbest thing in the world. How are you going to say that Cal Rittenhouse is a racist? When he, first of all, defended himself and those that attacked him were all white. Nobody was involved except for white people. So how is white on white violence 
now seen as racist towards non-whites. How does that make any sense? And you take it into your hands. You think it's your responsibility to stop that person when you're not even sure if they are committing a crime because what? It is your street. It is your town. It is your country. It is the ultimate degree of entitlement when people believe that this is how they're supposed to be. What the right is saying about Kyle Rittenhouse is that, well, the government didn't do its job, so it took a 17-year-old kid to come in and do what was right. That's vigilantism. But is it wrong, though? Is it wrong, though, because check it out. What was happening at that time was the police were stretched thin. You got riots happening all over the place. If you call the police, they're not going to show up. The police are busy dealing with bigger things. You have societal breakdown. You have civil unrest. What are you going to do when that happens? You can't just call the the police and be like, hey, come get me. Come, you know, rescue my cat. Come put this fire out at this church. They're not going to be able to come do that. So if they can't come, what are you going to do? Just be a victim? Have Have your church burned down? Have your business burned down? What are you going to do? Just let it happen because the police can't come? Or are you going to defend yourself? Are you going to defend your community? That's what you should do, okay? Even if you can call the police, even if they can come, you still got to be able to do something for yourself as a person. Like, if you see a fire happening, you can't just let the fire rage out of control when you can stop it. Put the fire out, and if you're having a hard time, call call the police at that point, or let's I'll put it to you like this. If you see a fire or here's a better example. If you, if you see a car wreck, right? You see a bad car wreck and you're right by it. Somebody's in there, they're injured and you can stop to help get them out or whatever. Now call the police right quick because you might not be able to help them. So in the meantime, in between time, when they come before they come, you could be trying to help this person get out because Time is of the essence. They may not have a minute or two minutes or five minutes. They may need you right at that moment. So you can't just throw your hands up and be like, nah, the police ain't here. I ain't going to do nothing. That's so dumb. That's not what people are not supposed to be vigilantes. We're not supposed to be taking um, justice into our own hands. Imagine if every single person in America did that. Imagine if you call for, um, for black men or just black folks to be armed and go out in the streets and, you yes. know, do what they think. Yes, yes, yes. Imagine if you did do that. Imagine that. That'd be good if you had lawfully armed people protecting themselves, protecting their property. I see nothing wrong with that. I have no problem with that at all. I don't care what color they are. They can be black, white, Puerto Rican, candy strike. It doesn't matter. That's totally fine. Nobody's mad about that. There's, there's nobody that's going to be upset except for our Don Lemon and the guy with the kind of perplexed looking face right here on the left-hand side of my screen, they'll be the only ones that are upset with that. Not anybody else. As long as anybody breaking the law, as long as anybody being intimidated or threatened or nothing like that, nobody's going to care. As long as they are lawful, who cares? I don't. When you, when you see some of these, um, these uh, Second Amendment rallies, you got all races there, and it's no problem. There was a, remember that rally in Richmond, Virginia? Um, a bunch of guys and girls were there. Everybody was armed, open carrying, rifles, pistols. One guy had a, a like a, a, a rocket launcher or something crazy. I don't know what it was. Or, oh, matter of fact, it might have been a, a 50 cal. He had that. 
And it was no problem. Nobody got hurt. No violence. No nothing. No Antifa because Antifa are not trying to get hit from 500 yards away by 50 cal because they all, all this right here is going to be just straight chopped liver. You're going to have a mess. It'd be a balloon get popped. It'd be a mess. So they don't want to go there because they don't want to get into a gunfight with some trained, um, you know, um, gun owners. But beyond that, we have responsible people. The park they went to was cleaner after they left than it was before they got there. So, nah, nobody, nobody has an issue with anybody of any race carrying guns, Don Lemon. That's actually a very good thing. You have a problem with it, but we don't. Justice, take it back. Remember, and what they did to you and slavery, whatever, go and, and take things. and do. Imagine if people were condoning that or just doing that. Will there be a different perception in this country about who should and who shouldn't carry guns? Would our gun laws be different? I certainly think so. So there is a double standard, but it is the ultimate degree of entitlement. This is what I'm supposed to do because this belongs to me, meaning this street, this town, and this country. And I think it's tough for people to hear that, but it is the absolute truth. I don't walk. But what's, what's wrong with that, though? Like, if you live in a place, if you are a homeowner or whatever it is, you live in a place, why is that a bad thing? To think, why is that a bad thing to say? Why is that a bad thing to do? It's not bad. It's it's your duty, your obligation. So I don't see what the problem is. Down the street saying, this is my, I pay taxes here and therefore I, no. If something, if I see someone breaking the law, I call the cops. Oh, okay. That's what they're there for. This is, it, it's supposed to be about law and order. This isn't about law and order. This is about unlawful conduct and disorder. Okay, so that's Don Lemon, ladies and gentlemen. So he says that this ain't really your country. That's what he says, really. But this is this this is most certainly your country. If you are here legally, you're a citizen. This is your country, the same as it is my country. It, there's no greater or worse level of ownership. If you're here, you're a citizen. It's yours. You pay taxes. It's yours. It's simple. Ain't, ain't nothing else to it. But see, guys like Don Lemon don't believe in that. They don't believe in the ownership part of it. That's why they say that you can be an illegal alien and come over here and be the same as a lawful citizen. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> if you want to come over here, do it the right way. Become a citizen. Then it's yours. But if you don't do the proper and legal thing, it's not yours. You're just visiting. You're a tourist. But you got to go back. You ain't going to be here working and living and getting in-state tuition. No, go back. That's how it's got to be, but I'll move on. So shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience. Uh, fantastic. Oh, and, Le and LeBron mocking Cal Rittenhouse. One thing I got to ask, LeBron was mocking Cal Rittenhouse, talking about, oh, he's not really crying. He took some lemon heads, whatever that means. Do you cry from lemon heads? I'm not really sure, but anyway. Um... My thing is this, why are there so many pro-blacks concerned about people like Cal Rittenhouse? What does it got to do with pro-blacks at all? What does it got to do with black people at all? Again, Cal Rittenhouse was attacked by and shot white people. So what does that got to do with black people or anybody else if it's a racial thing? How can this be a racial thing? I think I think what the, the, the issue is that the media are making it be that way. You just saw it right there on CNN. Don Lemon said, oh, it's like a Ma Arbery. No, it's not. Totally different. 
There's no race involved. There's no racial question. It wasn't like somebody trying to scope a house out to rob it. I mean, a whole different story. You're talking about somebody being chased down and attacked for no real reason, and then they had to defend themselves versus somebody that was, you know, if they thought he committed a crime or he was trying to steal, and then they, they ran him down, and then they got into a confrontation. Now, those guys might get locked up depending upon what angle they go with as far as the lawyers. That, that can, that can, that's pretty much a toss-up, in my opinion. That's like, toss a coin, we'll see how it goes. But Cal Rittenhouse is open to shut self-defense. It should be the same thing for anybody else in that situation. I don't care what color you are. That's the, bit, that's the way it should be. But they want to put race into it, I think, because there was a BLM protest, quote-unquote, happening right there at that same time. So then they want to say Cal Rittenhouse crossed state lines. Have you heard that enough or not? I'm going to say it one more time. I know you've heard it about 45 times. I'll tell it to you one more time. He crossed state lines. The dumbest thing in the world. Cal Rittenhouse went from Antioch to Kenosha. Matter of fact, he was already in Kenosha working. But where he lived in Antioch is like 20 minutes from his house, maybe. Not, maybe probably not even that long. It's right. It's in the same area. It's in the same area. It's like going from uh, Manhattan to Harlem. Not, not even that far. It's like right there. It's the same place. And it's funny how the left talk about borders all the time. They say borders don't really mean anything. Um, you know, borders are erase all borders. We're all one people. But then when it comes to uh, the border of Illinois and Wisconsin, that's like a steel wall you can't cross. And if you cross it, then you need to get a death penalty. They change their narrative whenever it fits them. Okay. That, as far as the border, they'll say that the border is a problem. I got a crane flying here. It's going to have to die pretty soon. Hold on. All right, he did. Yeah, we get them crane flies out here. They be like the size of a whole Cadillac, okay, or or one of them. Um, what what's some police cars that's like eighteen feet long? It was, it was it was that big. So I took my hat off, gave it a big hit, and it was like hitting the baseball in slow motion. Imagine getting the underhand pitch. You know, I'm I'm over, I'm like uh, Pedro Martinez, boom, knocking it out. So, yeah, he did. Anyway, I forgot what I was saying, so I'm going to just go ahead and get to the supers. <laughs> um, I'm going to get to the phone calls in a minute. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. I'm going to get to the calls in about 10 minutes or so. But first, let's get to the supers, and we're going to get rocking and rolling with the calls after that. All righty. Oh, about, about illegals. That's what I was saying. Illegal aliens, you could be over here and it's fine. No, no country, just whatever. The, the border lines mean something to them only when they want it to mean something. But not any other time when it should mean something. It's weird. Double standards, no morals, just whatever. They'll, they'll say whatever to benefit them at a certain time. You know, that's all that it is. Okay, let me make sure I got all my supers here. And today is the 13th. Let me go just to make sure that I'm on point. And we're going to get rocking 
after that, okay, so where are we at here? So shout out to, um, hold on. Shout out to Bryce Clump who says Biden's paradise is America's, I'm not sure what that is. It's like fire emojis. So America's hell basically. Okay. You said that twice as well. Thank you for that. Thank you to Apple who says love the I digress at. Is it a hot seller? ABO merch It's doing pretty well. Everything's doing pretty well. Thank you for um, buying everything on ABO merch. You guys are really fantastic. Thank y'all again. Couldn't do it without y'all. Um, Noel Garcia says, ABO, can you thank yourself for a moment for all your hard work, please? <laughs> well, I- I'll take it from you. You know, thank you for that. Um, Apple says, love your deep detail analysis of uh, the Rittenberg trial. Um, what's his name? Rittenhouse. <laughs> thank you for that. Appreciate it. Shout out to Omar Ortiz who says, hey, ABO, just wanted to thank you for what you're doing. Used to be on the super left, but slowly over time, my views have changed with every video I watch. The left is just crazy at this point. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. You know what? I get that a lot. I get that a whole lot because regular normies that were on the left, when they see what's happening with the left nowadays, they can't really... They, they can't really rock with it. Matter of fact, I have a video, and this might be a little bit triggering, but it's not anything visually gross, but it's just what he's saying is gross. Okay, I'll put it to you like that. So trigger warning, be warned. Um, And I have a story to kind of tell with it. So let me find this. Okay, so if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably already seen this, but I'm going to show it to you guys here on YouTube. Now... I went to ODU for one year back in 06 and 07. At that time, I was pretty much done with college. I was already kind of old. I was like, what, 22, 23 at that time. I was already pretty much done. But I was trying to get my bachelor's, trying to do the right thing, trying to be the good boy, all this, that, and the third. But they were playing games. And I saw some of the woke stuff and some of the scammy stuff back then. This is almost like 15 years ago. I saw that, right? But, um... Here's a, but, but you know what, you know what I didn't see back then? I didn't see all the they, thems. I didn't see all these people confused about what kind of gender they are. I did not see that back then. I did see some woke stuff like the, the art teachers that denied me entry into my art class. I'm still mad about that, but they, they did me a solid by not letting me continue my education. Cause quite frankly, I was done. I didn't need them anymore. But I saw some of the woke stuff back then, but now the woke stuff is on 1500. So here is the video in question. Matter of fact, let me put it over here. And so much for that. And so you guys can get context. This person's name is, um, hold on, Alan Walker. Pronouns they, them. This is a man that now identifies as something else. Okay, the caption says this non-binary assistant professor at ODU is trying to normalize the term minor attracted persons. So much for that question. Um, I use the term minor attracted person or MAP uh, in the title and throughout the book for multiple reasons. Um, First of all, because I think it's important to use terminology for groups that members of that group want others to use for them. Um, and MAP advocacy groups like Before You Act 
um, have advocated for use of the term MAP. Um, they've advocated for it primarily because it's less stigmatizing than other terms like pedophile. That's enough. You, you get the picture. Matter of fact, this person might be a biological woman. I, I see him kind of more. This, this might be a woman. Regardless of what's going on, they, them, zeers them. That is the end game, okay? So if you're a regular leftist normie and you see stuff like that, it's time to leave because you are going to be expected to accept this, okay? So when people see stuff like that, when they see that, they're like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be on the left anymore. I'm going to come to your side because you guys are more sane. Some things you say I may not agree with. That's what they tell me. I don't agree with everything you say, but you guys make more sense on the right than the ridiculous left does. Okay. It's like the left has shifted so far left. Regular normie people on the left get left homeless. So they want to come over to the right. That's kind of what's going on. So shout out to my man for the super chat. I appreciate you for what you said, but yeah, stuff like that will make you go the other way. Okay. I, it really will. And it's not even funny, but I'll move on. So let's go back to where I was. Hold on one second. Thank you to Apple who says, ABL, you ever considered becoming a lawyer? You're talented. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. But I never had that intention of becoming a lawyer or anything like that. I feel like that'd be too, that's not really my wave. But I guess I could. But that was never a thought of mine. I was always real creative. I didn't want to really want to be a lawyer. Um, Hold on. Apple says, God bless January 6th, Mega Patriots in DC jail and solitary. Shout out to Detzloff at Man Carey who says, hashtag keep fighting, build a get home bag. Remember that hashtag 917 is coming and there are four lights, trench, rats, unite. I got bored. <laughs> hashtag free cow. Free cow all day. And you know, I said free cow on Facebook, which I hate still, but I, I try to, I try to engage in Facebook, but I, it's, it's to the point where I'm just pretty much done. But anyway, I said free cow and they instantly banned me for like seven days. So I got seven day ban. I appealed it and I beat it. But still, why would you ban me for saying free cow? Why would there be an automatic or manual offense to say free cow? I didn't say nothing about he did the right thing. He took out the trash, put that fool in the dirt, put him where he belongs. I didn't say nothing like that. I think that way, but I didn't say that. All I said was two words, free cow, seven-day ban. It's so dumb, but it is what it is. Do I come back to Virginia for a visit? Um, I've not been back in a little while, but I, I intend on going back to Virginia for a visit for sure, 100%. It's just been so weird because of all this virus stuff and the lockdowns, but I think now it's getting back to normal in Virginia, hopefully. I'm not really trying to wear a mask everywhere I go. I'm just not really trying to do it. Um, hold on. Apu says, God bless James O'Keefe. FBI raided and confiscated his phone. FBI leaked details to the New York Times, who then published confidential information. FBI New York Times bad. Yeah, that was crazy. They, they published information on New York Times. Just put it out there. Like, is that even legal? Uh, I'm not really sure. Um, Noah Garcia says, remember when the White House tweeted the 16 cent savings for July 4th? That didn't age too well. No, it didn't. It, it did not age well at all. 
not in the least bit because that number has most certainly gone up. It's gone way up. And and why would they even tweet that? 16 cents saving? That's not going to get you. What are you going to get with 16 cents? Tell me that. You can't, you can't get anything for 16 cents. There's no product you can get on the market that costs 16 cents. You can get you go to Home Depot, get a washer or something like that, maybe. But that's about it. Um, shout out to Byron8899 who says, I don't agree with LAPD advice. Even though a victim gives up on the robber, there's 50-50 chance that he or she could get shot and killed by a robber. That's a good point. Very good point. That's why I say when it comes to your crib, you most certainly can't do it because there's a higher chance of you getting really hurt or something else happening to you at your house versus being broad daylight in public. You understand? Apple also says, FBI agents, you will be judged for your treachery. Repent and blow the whistle on your corrupt Democrat Stasi injustices. Investigate diary and laptop. Also, Apple says, LAPD cooperate with crooks. Democrats want compliance. Um, he also says, NBL story time. How good of a high school basketball player were you? Could you dunk in the game? What was the highest points you scored in the game? Hashtag glory days. I, know, I, know, I didn't play high school basketball. I didn't play for um, the team. I was just playing in the neighborhood. And I didn't want to – I was not really that good at basketball. I was probably better at football. But I didn't play football because I didn't want to get injured. My team was really bad. Like, when they were trying to get me to play football, we were 0-10. And my friend went up getting hurt and was, like, on crutches. I was like, nah, because if y'all, if y'all trash like that, it's easy to get injured. And I knew I had the brain power, so it's like I'm not really trying to get into the sports world. I'm trying to just, you know what I mean, focus on academics. I'm almost, almost trying to play sports. Not for the school. I did play football and basketball and baseball sometimes, too, just in the neighborhood around, but not, you know, for the school. Because our team back then, they were good. I, I could dunk. I, I was able to dunk later after school because I was, I was real big. I was football size. I was like about 250, looking like, you know. But once I got to be older, I could dunk. I could probably still dunk right now, but I ain't trying to turn my knee up. I'm a little bit old. <laughs> um, shout out to Apple who says, did you ever play against anyone who went pro? I didn't play. Okay, so I didn't really play like that. Not that way. I knew some guys that wound up playing overseas. I, 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 knew, I knew guys on the team that play overseas, but nobody that went pro. Nah. The, the closest I got to a pro basketball player that went to my school was Alonzo Morning. I met him in the airport. So shout out to Alonzo Morning. Big tall, but not as tall as what you would think. Zoe's like six foot six, six foot seven, probably something like that. But play like he was about eight feet tall in the in the NBA. Um, Apple says, "Did you play? Did you think Biden believes in his own phony baloney? Biden does not. Biden is not really believing or not believing anything. He's just doing what he's told to do. Okay, that's all. <laughs> he's doing what he's told to do." Michael Guest says, "Let's go, Brandon." Hashtag FJB US US. I'm not that much. I don't weigh that much now. I weigh about 215, but right, but back then I was about 250, and I wasn't fat. I was just kind of solid. They they wanted they wanted me to play football real bad, but I didn't want to get injured. Yeah, they they recruited me. My state man took me to the to the workouts. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna just you know focus on my academics. 
Um, Apu says, Biden nominee, Sali Omarova, born in USSR, says coal and gas industries should be bankrupted and that people won't be allowed to have bank accounts. Comments. That's the goal, honestly. That That's the goal. Okay. Oh, Bob, is you, um, were you at uh, gate B23 going to ATL? Okay. I, I probably did. So shout, shout out to you for being that um, ATL. Yeah, Antara Moody, any river. That's right. The Braves. What, what you know about river, Antara? Um, but I saw that about the Biden nominee, Saleh Omarova. The, the ultimate goal is to raise gas prices so high to where you can't drive your car. How are you going to drive if the gas costs $8 a gallon? If you got money, if you're rich, then you could do it. But if you're just a regular person, how are you going to be able to go just drive for leisure purposes? They want to purposely make it too expensive to use fossil fuel. But what's going to happen is the electricity will also be expensive. How are you going to get electricity if you're not, you see what I'm saying? It's going to be, it's going to be a mess. They're trying to do some communist stuff here, but it's not going to work the same way it didn't work in USSR. Okay. When, when the food starts to be, um, when, when, when the food starts to be a problem, then people will realize this is not working very well right now. When you can still go to the store and get all your Funyuns and ding dongs and ho-hos and get fat and happy, it's all good. But once that food starts to go out, it's going to be a problem. Remember when they had that whole food stamp, problem the ebt card issue where the ebt card did not work for like five hours it was almost a riot people that were like already fat that can go a day without eating were getting ready to fight over not being able to buy food for a couple of hours so imagine when you go to the store and the food's just not there then what and it's and it's like that for weeks and months and years it's a problem all right, um, Michael Guest says, let's go, Brandon. My hot parts, hashtag FJB. <laughs> Thank you for the donation, boss. And shout out to Apple who says, if I'm a rover wanted communism, why should I come to the USA? That's what I'm saying, because they're dumb or agents <laughs> sent by um, someone else, China. Anyway, Damien Ramey says, you need to run for office somewhere, ABL. Your campaign would be too easy. I think we all agree. Keep it up. Thank you for that. I get that all the time. I might need to do that. And I always say that I might need to do it. I might need to do it. But if I keep hearing it over and over, I, I'm going to eventually do it. That's probably my destiny. I can't really escape it, I suppose. Um, shout out to Apple who says, Kiss got a thunder. Gene Simmons, pro-vax. Sad. Yes, yeah, unfortunate. I'm not really sure why he's pro-vax. Did, didn't he bite the head off a bat on stage? Why are you pro-vax? You're not worried about no disease. You bit the head on the bat, sir. Was that him that did that? Hold on. What was it? Gene Simmons or Ozzy Osbourne? Who, who, who bit the bat? Hold on. Now nah, it was Ozzy. Pardon me. It was not Gene Simmons. It was Ozzy. Okay. I'm sorry. I was, I was wrong about that. If Ozzy comes out and says, take the vax, then I'm like, sir, you literally bit a bat on stage. You bit the head off a bat on stage. You are the last person to tell me about getting the vex. But anyway, I'll move on. Now, shout out to um, 
Damien, who says, these companies are going to get some rich off this BS while we ignore rural problems in their country. Michael Guest says, salty Army Lincoln, Nebraska in the house. Buffers' windshield says, I'm old. I remember Reverend Jim Jones. We shouldn't have everyone taking experimental drug. It makes no sense. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. There you go. Exactly. Think of the Damian Ramey who says, it's like saying, let's take heroin, let's take heroin and see what happens. Exactly. Let's let's take this dangerous thing. We know it's dangerous, but it might not be as bad as what we say. That's kind of what's going on. Thank you to Lee J for your donation. Thank you to Roman Tech who says, um, Hello, keep it up. Great work. Thank you for that. The Brooklyn Way says, this is for the Bollywood, Bollywood joke because I howled. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Shout out to Terranius who says, imagine Trump calling a black man a Negro, be a liberal media for a month. Exactly. When he said my African-American, they still talk about that right now. He said that like in 2016, they brought that man back five years later talking about, oh, he ruined my life. He damaged my life. Five years, they, they brought that man back years later. But when Biden says the great Negro, oh, that's fine. Ain't no problem. I'm not saying it is a problem. I'm just saying the media will react differently depending upon who says a certain thing. Thank you to Handmade Handmade who says illegals flying to Jacksonville, Florida. It's disturbingly, it's disturbing, especially the recently alleged number murder by illegal um, alien from Honduras. Can this be stopped? I'm not sure because I think it's the federales doing it, so I'm not really sure how the states can stop it. Terenius says, roll up to my house trying to rob me and get in my air gun out. Lost my good stuff in a tragic hiking accident. Fell off a cliff. <laughs> I, I know how that is. You know, no no more, no more good stuff. It's all gone. All I got right now is a paintball gun. That's it. Low and, and low caliber, low, low pressure paintball gun. Thank you to Bryce Clump who says, no more Kotlin criminals. There you go. Thank you to Pete Sangria who says, Rittenhouse defending himself as he should. The media reviled. Darius Sessom shot a five-year-old boy in the head. The media smiled. I'm very sad. Uh, thank you to Ricky Lee for your donation. Thank you to a long story short who says, when can we call in? In a minute. I'm going to get to the calls in a minute. I will let you know when the lines are open. So y'all hang tight. Thank you to Angel who says, hey, ABO, if you're being robbed at gunpoint, your best chance of survival is not looking at the robber's face. Witnesses get shot. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you to Zen Christopherian who says, YouTube froze you at um, 897. You should have had a million two weeks ago. The subs have been frozen for a month. Go ABL. Hey, it happens every now and again. They'll freeze me and then it'll just explode. So I'm just here. I'm just doing my thing, keeping the keeping the fire burning. Thank you to Moza who says, here's two quid off de Blasio's bill, dude. Thank you for that. Thank you to IWD for being an ABL superstar for the past six months. Or pardon me, um, for being a new member. But also six months member before, so he probably upgraded. Thank you to Buffalo Winshield who says Washington Governor Jay Inslee lost well over hundred million dollars to Nigerian scammers. Paint this stuff up. So Jay Inslee got scammed by Nigerians. Really? How are you a governor getting scammed by Nigerians, Mister Inslee? I am a prince from Nigeria, and I'm here to give you some money. But you have to you have to take my money first. I have to deposit the check. You give me the check and put it in your account and cash it and give me money back and I will remit the, the rest of the money once you give me all of the money. Okay, don't don't worry about who I am. Okay, my name is Olabole. Um, 
Asanamon, I am a prince from Nigeria, Ibu State. Please give me that money. You you got scammed like that, Jay Inslee, for real? I mean, come on, man. Stop. And you know what? You know, you know what that says to me? If you get scammed by Nigerians as a governor, you probably were trying to do some corrupt stuff. You you probably were trying to be corrupt, but you're so dumb you just got scammed instead. That's crazy. <laughs> wait a minute. Did he really get scammed? Hold on. Stop, stop playing. Wait, wait a minute. Wait just one minute. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna research this. <laughs> wow. Okay, that was back in, um, was that 2020? And this is on Seattle Times. How missed red flags helped Nigerian fraud ring, um, scattered canary built Washington's unemployment system amid coronavirus chaos. That's wild. Anyway, um, <laughs> Angela Rivera says, hey, ABL, John Kosinich, Democrat of New Jersey, misplaced or lost $2 billion of state funds by 2008. Democrats are corrupt. 100%. You, you got to be at a certain point just taking the money. You can't just lose $2 billion. You're robbing the money. You're embezzling money if you stole that, if you just lost that much. What versus windshield says, was Don Lamone talking about Ahmad case or BLM? I am confused. Uh, Ahmad Arbery, Black Lives Matter, Cal Rittenhouse, all that. And one, although they're not related at all, it don't matter. Um, Thank you to DK Records for your donation. Thank you to K Quo who says, love your streams, but these people on live are on a completely different place. Playing the safe privilege reality. Okay. Um, Call in. You talk about it. Thank you to Queen of Hearts for your donation. Thank you to Terranius who says, where is Don Lemon's white man at the crib taking care of the dogs? They're, they're dog dads. That's what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Ohio Gaming who says, you know me. I just enjoy the content. Respect. Thank you. Thank you to Rhonda Williams for your donation. Thank you to Michael Guest who says, Salty Armor Lincoln, Nebraska in the house. Hashtag FJB. Shout out to... Hold on. Uh, Steffi B who says, can I get an I digress? We're all thirsty. There you go. You got it. Cheers to you. All right. Boom. Thank you to Sapphire Elf who says, good day, ABL from the bunker down under. Beer funds. Yeah, shout out to Oz. Shout out to all you guys down there. Thank you to Lone Star who says, the problem with communism is that the wealthy people making the decisions are not the ones that suffer. It's the normies. Listening to those people in Biden's administration, you can see that they... Don't have to worry. Exactly. Thank you to Black K MIT who says, need more mods tonight or a few creeps in here. It happens. We do need more mods, don't we? Um, <laughs> Shout out to Matthew who says, study increases in the virus are unrelated to the levels of vaccination across 68 countries in 2,947 counties in the United States. And I think that is all the supers. We're going to go ahead and get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. If Skype does not work properly, it's not my fault. Blame the white man. Y'all know how it goes. But let's get to it. There's also an email in the description box if you want to get in through Skype. You can be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen talking about some things that are kind of related to what we're talking about tonight. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right, Matt, what's going on? Hey, ABL. Yeah, thanks for reading that uh, that study post that I put in there. Oh, no um, problem. 
Yeah, there's there's a scatter plot in that study that's it's pretty indicative of the vi- vaccines having zero effect. Um, it, I mean, and it was done by Harvard and Stanford. Uh, they basically boiled it down to a graph graph that anybody can understand. Right. Um, I just wanted to call in real quick and talk about uh, James Comey and Vladimir Putin and uh, how these court systems and investigations are kind of really incredibly political. Um, A lot of people don't realize that, uh, you know, when they hate Putin, that and he was the KGB, you know, and we've got our own uh, security agencies that are that are tooled against just the country in general. They practically run the country as is. So they're in charge of the criminal justice system, federal investigations. Uh, they're plotting attacks. They're doing those sort of things. Um, you know, like who who put the pipe bombs, for example, uh, at the DNC and the RNC headquarters in Washington, D.C.? Um, they are hyper-involved in all this stuff. And James Comey is kind of like, I mean, at the time, you could see when they want to be political. I didn't get so much, you know, from Andrew McCabe or anything, but James Comey kind of wanted to be president, I think. And when you look at the way him and Clapper and these guys are all talking to the press, um, they're trying to take over the country. And I think uh, this Durham investigation is probably our, our only hope. It's our only hope left. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean... I think there may be some hope there, but I'm not really, my faith in it is not too high, honestly. I agree with that. And I, and I was hyper surprised to see the Washington Post. And I think one, another one of the major ones, uh, recant or basically retract the stories about the steel dossier and Russian collusion. Um, to me, that's a really big step, but it, I mean, do you think it's too little, too late? It, it probably is. Yeah, it, it, it may be because I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure what's going to happen because, and really, the damage has been done, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the damage has been done, and you know, uh, and even down to the state level, like in the the Rittenhouse case, the prosecutor is clearly activist, and even even in his instance, you know, he wanted to be attorney general, um, you know, and. They're trying to use, they've successfully gotten a hold of the reins of government from the top to the bottom. And I, you know, I'm in a Seattle suburb. You can't run for dog catcher here unless you're hyper-partisan and bleeding edge liberal. They've successfully farm teamed it uh, and, and from the bottom to the top. So we're, we kind of are going into this one party system and it's, and it's becoming a incredibly punitive because i mean china's got like other political parties they're just they're persecuted and really not allowed to exist so they don't have like a a vehicle for self-determination there um that's all i got for you but uh if anybody else knows more about durham (laughs) please please chime in right on yeah be good man thanks for the call appreciate it appreciate you Right. So that's my man Matt for the call. We got a whole lot of calls on the line. The number to call is 434-658-1220. The number is always in 
the description box and it comes up periodically in the ticker right here, right below me. So let's go ahead and get to it. And let's go. All righty. You know, I'm speaking to you, 575. Alton. All righty. What's going on? Well, glad to speak to you, ABL. Mine is actually ABA. Um, I love your show. God, I'm so uh, nervous at the moment. I can't even get it out. Um, oh, it's all good, man. It's just, just you and me. Say that again? I say it's all good. It's just you and me talking. All right. Um, I've been listening to you probably for about six months now, and I just find you fascinating. You would be a great governor or any political thing within our country. You're just a great man. That's all I really got to say, sir. I didn't think I was going to get through to your call. Didn't, but all the things you talk about are just spectacular, wonderful, and nobody wants to hear from me no more. Have a good one. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Shout out to the caller. <laughs> Good call. And I appreciate the compliment. Let's go to some more here. And the phone lines are blowing up. Let's go 254. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yes, sir. My name is Daniel Garcia. I'm a 15-year Army vet. Um, and I just want to say with the whole Kyle uh, Rittenhouse case, you know, everybody's screaming racist this, racist that. And there's no iota or... Uh, or proof that he is racist, but you had the shooting in El Paso is where I'm from, um, where Patrick Crucius came down here and killed 23 people, but the leftists completely silent, like haven't heard anything for two years about it. And it's just frustrating, you know? Right. I'm with you. But it's just the, the hypocrisy of the left trying to, uh, you know, shine a light on, something that's not true and is just you know just we see past all the bs that they try to uh put on the forefront that's how they do they, they, they but it's all just to push their particular narrative whatever they think um whatever they're trying to whatever they're trying to push as important or they're trying to defame a certain kind of person or certain people they push stories that go for that and not anything else it's like this whole thing about Cal Rittenhouse. It's not really. It's not really about him necessarily. It's about white people and conservatives. They're trying to link all that together and say, "Hey, here's an example of how you guys are violent and racist and everything else." And they want to use that to indict everyone else. So it's it's really pitiful sure. what they do. But it, they've they've at this point shown the pattern of behavior that we got, we can't really ignore. Right. Absolutely, I agree. I just want to say uh, I'm a big fan, and uh, I got to go and uh, take care of the house. So, but uh, you have a good night. I'll be watching on YouTube, uh, and have a great night, everybody on stream. Right, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go. Seven. Oh, <laughs> these, these calls are coming in so fast and furious. All right. Four, two, five. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, I can't believe I got through. Yes, sir, you're on. Who am I speaking to? 
My name is Andre. I'm out here in Seattle, Washington, or <laughs> in the area of Seattle, Washington. <laughs> All righty. What's going on? So, uh, wow, this is crazy. I can't believe I got on, but I guess uh, I'd like to touch down on this recent thing that Mr. Lemonhead said on CNN about the whole, um, you know, the thing about taking things into your own hands and being vigilantes and stuff like that. Well, what about, you know, the the whole BLM crowd, you know, they're taking stuff into their own hands. <clears throat> exactly. That's right. And then the thing about it is a lot of these same people, when they condemn Cal Rittenhouse for uh, taking things to his own hands and just doing what he thought he had to do, they condemned him, but then they congratulated those who were chasing him because they said, oh, that's an active shooter, and they're trying to apprehend him. So it's okay at that point to not call the police and do things on your own, but it's not okay, on the other hand, to defend yourself. It's, you know, again, double standards. They say whatever they want to say to defend a certain particular narrative whenever they want to say it. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of crazy to listen to people like Don Lemon, you know, talking about the Ford dewarmer. You know, you, you're thinking about back when Trump was in the office and, you know, Kamala would go on and say like, oh, if Trump says to take the vaccine, I'm not taking it. But now they're in the office and they're like, everyone needs to get vaccinated. So, you know, the hypocrisy never ends with these guys. So I just thought to bring that up and, you know, just that's all I really got to say right now. <laughs> thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Have a good night. Uh, Motoko says, ABL, watch Putin woken this crime on humanity. I, I saw that. I thought about doing a video on it. I still may do a video on that because that's kind of an evergreen topic. Um, it's crazy when you got to have Vladimir Putin lecture the West about the wokeness destroying their culture. It, that's crazy, but what he said was all facts. I mean, you can't really deny what he was saying. I may do a video about that. I may do a reaction video to that particular thing. So y'all be on the lookout for that one. And let's go to some more here. 443, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, my name's Brian. Long time listener, first time caller. Apologize uh, if you can't hear my voice that well. I'm caught the coof and uh, trying to trying to beat this thing. I got a couple more days before I get my Regeneron. So, uh, oh yeah, you got it. Not, 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 you got not, you know high a high rate of survival and high rate of beating it. You'll be just fine. Don't you worry about it. Oh yeah, you know, hey, I I went full at it with no uh, with no uh, uh, vaccination, and uh, I'm gonna beat it. Uh, I'm gonna get that uh, that natural immunity is what I'm hoping. But uh, just to kind of piggyback on, on what one of the other callers was talking about before, going back to John Durham investigation, you know, I feel like if all the things that we assume you know, that that's going on with Joe Biden being corrupt and all the things that went on with him, you know, on a previous administration and all the other things that we have going on with, uh, you know, the revelations from the John Durham investigation. I mean, kind of what you were saying about having little faith about anything going on. I mean, if you put yourself in John Durham's case and you say, okay, yeah, you know what? These people really did commit all these terrible, uh, you know, acts of corruption and illegality and so forth. 
uh, you know, all the people that are in the position to enforce any kind of uh, legal action against them is going to be themselves. So, I mean, at that point, yeah, I mean, you really do have to have little faith that if it did come to light, that they're actually going to be willing to punish themselves or put themselves in harm's way. Right, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying, because a lot of these things I see, it's like a dog and pony show, quite honestly. Like, I don't really pay it too much mind until something happens. At that point, I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah may, maybe if, if something happens, I'm like, okay. But until then, I don't really get my hopes up too much. Yeah, and then, you know, you, you, you look in the future of the, any of this stuff getting cleaned up down the line, like, you know, let's hope, keep our fingers crossed that, you know, we do finally get, uh, you know, maybe Trump back in the office or somebody else, DeSantis, whoever it is. If they do come back in after the fact, and and uh, even if they did uncover undeniable proof of all this stuff, that you could say that this is unequivocally what happened. There's no doubt in my mind that as long as the corrupt mainstream media is the way it is, they're going to spin the story as, oh, Trump's coming back and seeking political, uh, you know, uh, trying to, to get back at all of his political enemies. And, you know, it's just going to turn this thing into a, into a bad uh, tailspin. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't need to have happened. I mean, hey, if they got unequivocal proof that these people did all the things that we highly suspect them of having done, then no doubt in my mind. You know, I think that, you know, you got to have justice, equal justice under the law. But it does make you kind of worry that as long as the mainstream media is the way it is, that, uh, you know, they're going to certainly have a lot of influence on a large portion of society to make them uh, feel that political unrest and, and kind of keep things, uh, you know, politically polarized and divided. Right, right on. So, but that's that's all I got to say, ABL. Hey, I really appreciate you taking my call and, uh, and uh, God bless you, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. 502, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hello, caller. Can you hear me? I can. I can. All righty. What's going I on? Here? I, I, I said, am I, am I on? Okay. Are you on speaker or on some kind of headset? Yeah, just a second. Just all right. I'm off speaker now. Okay, perfect. Hey, how you doing? I just wanted to call to try to try to put a little bit of irony into your day. Uh, I find humor in it, so don't don't take it too heavy. Uh, I'm a January 6th defendant right now. I was completely peaceful the whole time I was there. I did walk right into the open doors. But so ever since, right? I they they I live in Kentucky. So first off, they arrested me like. February 22nd, a month and a half after the fact. They only held me for like four hours. They took me to like a rural county here in Kentucky where their detention center is. They were super kind to me, let me out. But ever since they've let me out, right, they give me this public pretender. And uh, ever since they've let me out, right, they offer me a plea bargain like at that first hearing. And uh, I turned it down. It was for unauthorized parading. They're actually charging me with two counts filing entry and two counts uh, unauthorized entry. But they offer me an unauthorized parading plea bargain. And so 
when I've ever since I've turned it down, they'll they'll keep postponing my court case every two months, and they won't let me enter a status hearing, right? Because as soon as they let me enter that not guilty hearing, they have to give me access to to discovery. Uh, so they just keep pushing it back. Well, I, I had court two days ago, three or four days. The last Tuesday, I've been working a lot. Last Tuesday, and they postponed it yet again. The same time they post, the same way they postponed it every time, mind you, they'll, they'll, I'll finally be able to get a hold of my public pretender about 30 minutes before the Zoom court hearing. And that's when he'll tell me, oh, they're postponing it for two months. The first couple of times it was just indefinitely. They didn't even have a day. And like they got back to me two weeks later with a day. This time at least they gave me a day. And I found a lot of irony in it because they pushed it back two months. My status hearing is now January 6th of 2026. See, you know, stuff like that is like they're doing it on purpose. It just it, and it's not necessary, but it's all symbolic. And it, obviously it's not about justice or trying to actually fight crime because you're not even you were just like walking in the open door. So this whole thing. I is did. Right. Go ahead. And even like everybody that was in, like I went into the Senate wing and everybody that went in through that particular open door. Right. They all stayed in one hallway. There were probably 150 of us in there and eight Capitol Police officers. No, a couple stationed at each corridor, a couple stationed at each door where there may be an office or something behind. Nobody even tried to go past them. No, we paraded around in there, chanted, we the people, we do not consent. And a few other things, you know, for for about an hour and a half, they asked us to leave. We left. No, then like other people show up after they shut the doors back up and tried to violently enter. but. They didn't get back in. Right. It was all, and it was all very odd. It seemed very staged. Yeah, it, it probably was because, you know, I've seen some of the footage after the fact, and some people that were there looked like they might have been provocateurs. Oh, here's a good question. Do you think anybody was there that didn't really belong? I know there were. So there was, so as soon as like when I got there, right. And I was up close to like the roadway. So you had the ellipse where Donald Trump spoke. You had to put down your backpacks and what have you to go in there. Right. Understandably. And then there was a little road and then there was a big open area, right. That led way back. And there were people amassed way back past the Washington monument. It was ginormous, but I was right by the road. So when Trump stopped speaking and we started marching, you know, I was, 20 yards from the road, I got up there. I was with the first crowd that got there. When we approached the Capitol, it was already overwhelmed, right? There were no barricades. The The mob had already, like, and it wasn't even a huge mob. Like, maybe a, a, a three, 400 people were up there already. All, and there was a, a thin line of Capitol Police officers up at the top of the steps and people, no barricades. When they did finally pull back, three guys made a beeline straight to this little concrete structure with, like, a hatch on top of it. It was a clean-out access, you know. It was maintenance access to the plumbing, to the utilities. But three guys made a beeline straight to it, opened it up, and started pulling out like siege weapons, like a 12-foot-long 2-by-4, a 12-foot-long pipe, a little 3-foot ladder that you saw the dude standing on trying to break the window that they pulled down. So how did they know that was there? How did that stuff get there, and how did they know it was there, and why was it unlocked? Right. You know, and then when we went in the Capitol, there was this guy, it was a, a tall black gentleman with dreads, and he was wearing a red tracksuit, right? And then he was trying to direct people, trying to get them to go down corridors that the Capitol Police were asking us not to go down. Mm. 
Nobody did. But then I see him again outside in a black jogging suit wearing a mask, and he bent down and he picks up a rock and he throws it at a window and he looks around and he realizes his mask pulled down, so he pulls his mask up real quick. Those two incidents I saw that they look like provocateurs. That guy looked like a provocateur, and the three guys that made that beeline, how did somebody on the inside had to put it there? Right. It was like it was already a plan. Like it, it was a plan to go ahead and do that. Yeah. For yeah. the purpose of trying to rile things up. That's what it sounds like. And, and from watching the footage, that's how it looked. I, I will say it was very odd. And But even being there, you can't really... Everything was so riled up. You can't really pinpoint exactly, you know, the timeline of it. Because like I said, when we left the Trump speech and got there, things were already nuts. And I was up close to the front. I was probably one of the first 15 people in the building. Right. Wow. So, I mean, and I never heard a gunshot either. And as a former Marine that, you know, I would have thought a gunshot would have echoed through those marble halls. Yeah, definitely. So was that in reference to the whole thing about Ashley Babbitt or was there something else? Was there an allegation of a gun? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm making a reference to is I never heard a single gunshot go off. Not saying there wasn't, I wasn't in that section of the Capitol. She happened to be with the group that came in through the back where the guy with the horns was and everything where you saw some of the footage where the police pulled back the barricades and let them all run in. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's my theory that that happened also before we even got there, before Trump was done speaking, it was, you know, videotaped for the media and done prior because like I said, I never heard a gunshot. Okay. So I I see. So it was like the, the media are, given the false timeline, some things did happen, but mm-hmm. not in the way that the media say the media want to say, okay, everybody bum rushed the Capitol. It was his whole bit. Right. And then that's when actually Babbitt had got shot, but that's not the proper sequence of events. That's not the true timeline. The timeline is very off the way the media puts it, oh. because it seems to me and to like most of the people that were there, that there was something that happened before we got there. You know what I mean? Right. And without access to the discovery and the original footage and the timestamps on it, I, we don't really know that. And mm-hmm. I haven't, like I said, they won't even let me enter a not guilty plea. Everybody that's been sentenced or whatever so far has taken some sort of plea bargain. Nobody that has decided to maintain their innocence has yet been allowed to enter a true not guilty plea at a status hearing. Gotcha. Wow. So, and they've given some third party companies access, you know, overseer of all the discovery input, you know, all the FBI reports, all the footage that nobody's seen, all that. And I, I've been meaning to look into them, but I haven't. They're called Dilute and Axon, A X O N and D E L O I T T E. I'm sure you've got a lot of viewers. Somebody's probably already Googling them. Right. Exactly. That's all I really wanted to say that. And, and thank you for what you do. You know, I know you take a lot out of your time, your day and, you know, personal risk to do this. And thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right, no problem. Take it easy. Yeah, this whole thing with January 6th, it's, it's a, it's a dog and pony for sure. They're trying to make an example out of people. This, this is an example of how the, system is being abused to target people politically. That's really what it is. The federales are definitely being weaponized. And I don't even really blame like the low level guys necessarily. I'm talking about leadership because what really happened, they want to look at January 6th as being worse than 9-11. I mean, 
the, the dumbest thing in the world. I guarantee you there are people that were there, agent provocateurs. I, I go to some of these events and I see people that really don't belong. Not even because there may be some violence going on. I've never, I've never been to any kind of violent event. I was not there in D.C. on the 6th at all. I've not been in D.C. since October of 2020, so I definitely wasn't there in January of this year. But um, I just see people at some of these events that don't really belong. And I'm like, well, what's this person doing here? What, what is the significance? And they just don't really I, – I, I see that all the time. So in an event like that, I, I, I definitely – wouldn't put it past them to send agent provocateurs there. And I kind of had a feeling that might happen when you have events like this, where it's really big and it's kind of open. It's not really specific. You're going to have some people like that there. A lot of these, you know, kind of popular guys um, that you may know are like that behind closed doors, but I'll move on. All right. So let me see. Let me get to some more here. And the number to call, if you guys don't know, is 434-658-1220-631. Hello, how am I speaking to? Hi, ABL. This is Brian from Long Island. How are you doing? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing great. I wanted to talk about the Rittenhouse case for a few minutes. All righty. Okay, but before I get to, to the Rittenhouse case, I wanted to compare it to some, some older cases because I think that the Rittenhouse case uh, is very different uh, than the other cases that have been in the news for many years. So I just want to tell you, back in the mid-1990s when I first got to college, I remember there was a, a sign on, about, um, they were going to have a talk about Mumia Abu-Jamal. Remember that guy? Yeah, I remember him. All right, so for the listeners that don't recall, he was the uh, the man who killed a police officer, I think it was in the Philadelphia area, and he was convicted of some form of murder, and he spent all that, you know, since the 1980s, I think, he's been in jail. And I didn't know who this person was the first time that, that I saw this sign, so I asked a professor, who I later discovered to be a genuine Marxist, you know, uh, with pictures of Karl Marx and that sort of stuff, and I said, who is this, this mumia? Abu Jamal. And he goes, oh, well, some people think he's innocent. And this is, this is going back 25 years that, that I saw this uh, uh, flyer on campus. And for years, people have, uh, on the, uh, we'll call them leftists, Marxists, whatever you want to call them, they've argued that, that Mumia is innocent and he's a wrongfully convicted man. A few years later, I saw, uh, it was a movie about um, Hurricane Reuben Carter, remember him? Yeah. All right, so I think uh, there was a famous song by him, and he was accused of, a boxer who was accused of also committing murder. Um, and, of course, um, the legend that, that sprung up was that he was wrongfully convicted. So um, a few years ago, I saw the movie for the first time, um, I didn't see it when it originally came out. And I did some research in it on the Internet, and who knows what you, what you read on the Internet, if it's true or false, but a lot of people who, who responded to my comments online basically said that this, this movie was all fiction and that Carter 
was almost certainly guilty and had been sprung from prison. Yet these uh, Marxist types, leftists, all for years have claimed Mumia is innocent and there's evidence to, to spring him from jail and Reuben Carter is innocent and you know celebrities are talking about it and athletes are talking about it. Fast forward, or actually uh, a few years after the Jamal and the Carter uh, incidents, we have O.J. Simpson, right? Now that's, he was never convicted of, of the murders. He was later convicted for other things. But people said, well, uh, look, he may, he may seem guilty, but he shouldn't be convicted. So of all the cases I told you about so far, we have Mumia, who, who was convicted, and every, all these leftists said, oh, but there's evidence to spring him. Reuben Carter, convicted, but, but they argued there's evidence to spring him. O.J. Simpson, guilty of sin of the murders, but everyone said, uh, let him go, he's innocent, he shouldn't convict an innocent man. Now you get to this window of the last decade or so. Right? We have the George Zimmerman, uh, Trayvon Martin case. We have the Derek Chauvin case. Okay. Now, in these two cases, uh, George Zimmerman, there was no uh, video of the death of Trayvon Martin. He claims that he was defending himself, right? But there was some question there about what actually happened. The Derek Chauvin case, um, I believe that Derek Chauvin was not guilty of murder. I think that George Floyd would have died um, due to uh, having fentanyl in his system. But there was a question there. And it went to a jury, and I think the Chauvin jury was wrong and, and was swayed. But if you compare all the things that I just told you to the Rittenhouse case, the Rittenhouse case, if you look at the evidence, we can see on video that it was self-defense. And this is the first instance that I can remember where a man was clearly innocent, but the, the mob wants him convicted anyway. It's the complete opposite of the Mumia and the Reuben Carter cases where they will, they will pretend that reality doesn't exist yeah. to try to get an guilty, a guilty man sprung. Whereas in the Rittenhouse case, they will ignore all of the exculpatory evidence. They have an innocent man convicted. And to me, this is absolute insanity. Because this is not just a case of Democrats, Marxists, leftists saying, we want to celebrate criminality. This is, we want to convict innocence. And this is extraordinarily dangerous. And I'd like to get your opinion of what I mentioned. Well, I think you said a lot there, but you're right on point. It's, it's definitely the opposite because you have people that are clearly guilty that shouldn't be sprung free. And it's like, okay, yeah, get him out. It's, it's fine. We'll, we'll, people will ignore what they want to ignore when it benefits them. And it shouldn't be this way. Every case should be based on the facts. Okay, can we prove this? Can we not prove it? If we can't, then we can't. If we can, then we can. That should be it. It shouldn't be about mob rule. And in a case like this, if Rittenhouse gets convicted, when we can all see this with self-defense, pretty open and shut. There's videotape. There's even the guy that got on the stand, the guy that got shot in his arm, gross cuts. And he said, I did not get shot until I pointed my gun at Cal Rittenhouse. When you have that going on, and they still want to convict Cal Rittenhouse for, you know, shooting or the killing or whatever, that 
that lets you know that we're getting into a very dangerous place of trial by media, trial by mob, rather than trial by facts. And that's going to be a very serious problem. Well, again, the, the one thing that really scares me is have, have jurors been poisoned to the point where they were going to just say, let's convict an innocent man for political reasons. Because, again, this kid's life is more or less going to be scarred until he dies. Um, and, but to convict innocent men and to turn a blind eye to exculpatory evidence, that's, this is a place where the leftists have never gone before. And uh, I really shudder to think what's going to happen to the, to the criminal justice system if this is going to be the norm now, because then we're all in danger. Right, absolutely. Thank you so much, ABL. Have a great night. All right, same to you. Thank you for the call. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's that's a really good call. And that's that's a good point about how it's kind of like the opposite, right? We'll ignore the evidence, try to spring somebody free when they didn't kill police officers. But then when somebody is, you know, actually defending themselves, people want to lock them up when they didn't actually do anything wrong. Okay, let's get to a few more here. And you guys are great and the phone lines are blowing up. So y'all just hang tight, please. Bear with me. All righty, 661, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, boss. This is Joe from California. All righty, what's going on? Hey, boss, I just want to say it's a pleasure talking to you. I like what you do here. Uh, I've been listening to you here on YouTube, and I appreciate what you do. I mean, things here in California are kind of crazy. I just uh, saw one of your clips about, uh, you know, um, the uh, second amendment here in California and it, it, it's tough, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can imagine how, how it is. Like is, is a whole thing about the 10 round mags. Is that true? Well, I, I did comment on your YouTube and, uh, your 10 rounds is true regardless if it's a, uh, long rifle or long arm or, or a handgun. It's 10 round max. Yeah. That, that's pretty crazy. It really is. It is. We did have something called Freedom Week here, uh, I think two Julys ago, um, and they were allowed to sell 30-round um, magazines, um, and some people were able to get that, but uh, how exactly that worked, I, I don't know. Right. But, uh, you know, um, here we're, we're looking what the mandates have been here in California since... Uh, I was six months old, grew up in Southern California, Orange County. Now we live in a conservative part of California, but uh, it almost feels like we're being squeezed out. You know, almost like an eviction, if, if you will, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can imagine how it is, like, especially with the real estate market. Cause I was, you know, I watched a lot of videos and I just researched about the market all over the country. And I'm hearing about some of the prices. Right like $500,000 for like a, a regular house. It's like, man, and people are leaving California and they're snatching up all this property because like out here where I live, if you have 500,000, you can live on the mountain somewhere with a beautiful view of the whole city. But over there, it's like, it's a problem to get a house for that much. Oh, it is. And that's definitely the reason why I left Orange County. My, I mean, when my wife and I got married in 2003, um, I said, we can go to Vegas and put $1,500 down on a lot in uh, central California. 
And what do you say? We have, we'll have a new home. We choose our carpet, four bedroom, hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So that was a no brainer. Definitely. I mean, but now I mean, and we are in a good position to leave California. And but unfortunately, we have family here. She has family down in Orange County who have yet to be able to purchase an own home. They've been renting all their lives. Right. So I would just like to go to some place if we could, but it, it's just not as easy. You know, the longer you're in the location, the deeper your roots are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have, you got friends, especially if you got kids and stuff like that, they're going to school. I mean, you got jobs, your roots get really deep and it's hard sometimes to leave, but then sometimes you're just kind of forced and you have to uproot. It can be very difficult, but sometimes it's more difficult to continue to stay in a, Difficult situation. You know, it's like the boiling water with the frogs. You know, I've been feeling the heat, but uh, and many of my neighbors have left. I mean, and, but it, the thing is, we're talking about real estate market. You watch it, right? So you you sell high, you're going to buy high. Right. Correct. That's right. <laughs> so and and when I say we're in a good position, is because we bought when this we got a good. I mean, we got a flipper. You know, like a house flip, okay. if you will. Yeah. Um, so that's how we were able. I mean, we had equity when we came into you know the market, and uh-huh. this is our third home here in California, in the county. But anyhow, I mean, it, it's just it's it's an uncomfortable feeling when you kind of feel trapped, and your wife might be out of a job here in about three months. She just started to become the breadwinner because I'm out medical, and you know, and we still have young kids, so. Yeah. Well, I thank you very much. I mean, you got any questions for Callie? Uh, you pretty much covered it. You know, I, I know that it's difficult over there, you know, being in California, but um, people are leaving and they're leaving for a reason. And I see people all the time. They, they, I see, I see people driving. I see people flying on planes. They're, they're going on trains. They're doing whatever they can because they realize that it's a difficult situation and I don't really see it getting any better in the future. You know, the whole thing about the, the, the recall yeah. of Gavin Newsom, I, I kind of, mm-hmm. I had hope that that might go a different way, but the the way that it went lets us know that California is going to be California. And if you want things to change, probably got to leave. But I'll tell you this, the last few elections, my wife and I had their, I had our ballots took about five days to get counted, but there was Six percent or so counted in California, and they already gave the, uh, you know, the um, the other party uh, the election. It, it this doesn't. I, there's no confidence, and and the, the with Larry Elder, the movement and everything, it just seems. I know that California is a lot more red than people think. I just don't have confidence in the vote. But I've got a question for you. All right, go for it. Do, do you believe? the exodus in California and some of these states are really affecting voters in say Texas or, you know, the voting polls in Texas and, and Florida. I mean, cause it has to be a lot of people to really swing votes that way. Or do you think it's more or less the uh, manipulation if there's, if, if there's any in the voting system? Well, it's definitely affecting it. Now I wouldn't say that, the exodus of Californians to Texas would cause Texas to become blue. I'm not sure it would go that mm-hmm. far, but I think certain areas like the obvious one would be Austin, Texas. Austin has become California 
Midwest, California, South Midwest, California, Texas, basically because of mm-hmm. the people that live there that vote a certain way. So all the habits right. and the taxes and all that kind of stuff, they just imported that to Austin. So yeah, a little, a little California mm-hmm. right there because the people that live there, they vote a certain way, they behave a certain way. Got the real estate prices up, it's become California. But the rest of Texas is not quite that way. They pretty much contain all the California BS, like Tony Soprano would say, they pretty much contain all that right there in one part. But some of them kind of scatter yeah. around Texas, and that may cause some problems mm-hmm. locally with elections. But I think overall, they're not really going to turn the state blue. But thank you for the call, man. I got a few more on the line I'm going to get to. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Okay. Let, let me just, just say one more thing. Quickly. I got, I got, I got time. Member- Go I, I, okay. I've got four family members, and they got um, ballots to vote, and they're just residents. Yeah, that's not really so. a good thing. So thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> boss. Thank you. All right, now. Shout out to the caller. All right. All right, man. Modern Renaissance, man. What's going on? What's going on, EBL? Can you hear me pretty clear? I hear you well. Nothing is coming through from you, is it? No nah, feedback? It's all good. All right. Check this out. This is what I want to kind of throw at some people here, man. I talked about this earlier. Something was passed on to me from somebody like an older gentleman who was like uh, fought in one of the, uh, I think it was like uh, one of the late wars, World War II or something. And it come from a guy from Russia named Khrushchev. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah. Do you remember his, did you ever hear about the quote he made? Well, there was a few quotes. I'm not sure which one. All right. This particular quote says this. He said this in 1959. He said, your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright, but we will keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you will finally wake up and find you already have communism. We will not have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you will fall like overripe fruit into our hands. The democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who would not. So the reason why I'm bringing that up there is, man, this is almost like a playbook. It seems like it's almost like a playbook to what's going on right now. He started off saying here, saying, we will not have to fight you. You want to know why they won't, you know why they won't have to fight us? Because we're fighting ourselves. Yeah. What better and easier way to conquer any enemy than to get them to fight amongst themselves? There used to be a time where you walk around and you were just proud of America. You know what I mean? You just, man, nobody would touch America. You just had that sense of pride like, man, America, we have the most, we have the smartest people, the best technology, the best military, you know, the best athletes. I mean, we go to Olympics, we just killing it. And now it seems like America has turned into this big old crybaby who is just completely spoiled and mad because they're not getting their way and always crying because their feelings is getting hurt, right? So what he just made, for him to make this comment and say, we won't have to fight you. Boom. Want to know why? Because we fighting ourselves. The next one he made, he said, we will so weaken your economy. What the heck is going on right now with the economy? I mean, look, the gas prices are up. The f- I, I, can, I walked into a store. The bacon was $10, and that was for the cheap stuff. So I'm like, man, what is going on? The economy is completely jacked up from the time Donald Trump took it. And if they get up there and they lie and say things like, oh, no, the jobs are coming back. No, you mean the people that actually started going back to work because they just weren't working? It has nothing to do with them like they're creating jobs. No, the jobs, the people that are getting jobs right now is a result of those jobs just being open. All along the cities that I travel to, I cannot believe how many different stores and places that I've gone to where they have notes on the door. And I don't know if this is happening where you are in Tennessee, but I can't believe I'm seeing notes that have like up, they have notes up there to say, 
hey, our hours are only going to be from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. When they used to be like from 8 a.m. to like 10 or 11 p.m. Because they are telling you we don't have enough people to work. There's no workers. We, we don't have no one to work. So there right there is a second part of this guy's talking about, you know, we're going to weaken the economy. And then he said that democracy will cease to exist when you take away from those who are willing to work and give to those who would not. So to me, what look at the playbook of this. Now you have us sitting here with people, jobs at jeopardy right now, the ones that are willing to work. But they throwing these mandates in there and getting rid of the ones that are willing to work. But then yet there's ones right here, he said, and give it to those who would not. People that are sitting around getting incentivized right now for not going to work. They're like, why would I go back to work and I'm steady getting this money that's coming in? Why would I go back to work? What, what, what would I do that for? So with this whole thing that we see going on in USA, I tell people all the time, man, if y'all don't see that this is like a strategic playbook that's being put in front of your face, man, you should be insulted that this current administration and the current mainstream media, they feel like you guys are so stupid and so dumb that we can push anything over these airwaves and you guys are going to go out and repeat what we said without giving any thought to it. It's a quote that this guy say from uh, Jurassic Park all the time that I love. He say, you were so focused on the fact that you could, you never stopped and thought if you should. And that's what people are doing right now. They're hearing what mainstream media is telling them, and they're going out and just saying the same exact thing that mainstream media is saying. So what you find is that you have a nation of a whole lot of people that are doing nothing but repeating verbatim what the news is saying. People that try to debate with me from New York, from Florida, from California, all of them are literally saying the same exact thing that the media is saying. So therefore, you have no individuality. You have people that are completely programmed that just knows how to respond without giving any kind of thought. And then I'm going to leave it with this, too, for this so-called thing about racism and this so-called thing about, oh, the black people being disenfranchised and we supposed to be lifting up the black brothers, our black voices. We're not being heard. (laughs) The lieutenant governor in Virginia. I have not seen one Black Lives Matter, no NAACP, no no black (laughs) places at all are saying anything about this history that was made. I mean, what is, is Kamala Harris supposed to be considered history, right? First black female president. But then we got a black lieutenant governor who made history as well, but nothing's being said about that because there's this puppet white hand that's up her backside that's speaking for her. You know what I'm saying, man? So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there, man, because right now, the fight that we're in right now, Americans, I want to tell y'all this. I don't know if you saw this, ABL. I was just uh, at an event with Ted Cruz, and we got to sit down and have this conversation with a whole bunch of folks, man. Americans Y'all have no idea. The mainstream media is not going to show y'all this, but we are out here and we are standing up. We are kicking butt. We are not backing down. People are done with this COVID stuff. They're done with the mass mandate stuff. They're done with this race car stuff. Americans are out there kicking butt, but the mainstream media will not show y'all that because if they show that across all these different streams of media, these different channels, people are going to be like, oh my God, look, Americans are out there. They're fighting. We're doing it. Y'all, we're doing it. So even though it may seem like it's not a lot going on, the American are out here under the radar not being put on mainstream media and we are out here making big moves man like right now joe biden them got shut down shut down for trying to push this mandate they're not showing this stuff in mainstream media but we are out here doing it so americans continue to stand up continue to fight we are out here doing it man we are kicking butt do not be discouraged by what the mainstream media is showing you guys so that's my two cents on that and if you want to follow me or you want to know what my channel is about my channel is modern renaissance man on youtube and on uh instagram it's modern renaissance man on instagram on twitter it's at mrmologist and on rumble i'm on there as modern renaissance man so 
Not going to take up too much more time. ABL's good to hear from you, bro. I'll be checking every now and then in there. But, man, I'm telling you, I'm busy. I have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of different events I'm speaking at with a lot of well-known politicians. It has nothing to do with politics, but everything to do with folks want to have other folks come along with them to get on board with fighting back against this rhetoric right now. So God bless everyone. You guys all have a good night. And ABL, appreciate the time on here, bro. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Have a good one. All right. Shout out to my man, Modern Renaissance Man. All right. Yeah, you guys got to follow him. Follow his channel right here on the YouTubes and everywhere else. Follow him, Modern Renaissance Man, a.k.a. Ty Smith. So shout out to my man for the call. Great call as always. Uh, let's get to a few more here. Let's try. All right. Uh, Skype caller, you on the line? Uh, good evening, Mr. Logan. Evening. This is uh, Cliff from Australia here. All righty. What's going on? I'd like to talk a little bit about my experience living through some of the worst lockdowns that the world's had during this gosh darn pandemic. <laughs> okay, we're getting the uh, um, old man at the campfire voice. I like it. Okay, yes, in indeed, that's what we're getting today. And I'd just like to say that the media's been full-blown behind these politicians. Mr. Andrews down there in Victoria believes he's going to give himself some new executive powers to call a pandemic whenever the damn hell he'd like. Right. And uh, and being locked down for two years at my age, you know, I'm not long for this world, and so I've had to buy myself one of these newfangled tablets. It's a marvellous contraption. Now I've discovered the YouTubes, and <laughs> it seems to have a monopoly on the truth. Every time I see the mainstream media, it's a bunch of... Gork and galows and hogwash. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. And people are going to YouTube to actually find reality because they can't find it on television anymore. So you're right about that. I've learned this new word of the mainstream media. And they're an insidious bunch. They're, they're the writer. They're, they're the long arm of the damn politicians. They're not listening to the people. Yeah, you're right. They're not listening to the people. They pretty much do whatever they want to do to push their own particular narrative. That's right. And I'd just like to say, Mr. Logan, that the world needs more upright gentlemen such as yourself speaking their true opinions about the situations that, that, that the mainstream just refuses to look at. I thank you for that. It means a whole lot to me, for sure. You're doing the world a service, and Australia stands with you, young man. All right, well, thank you for that. Appreciate you. Cheers, mate. <laughs> all right, shout out to the caller. Hey, you guys, you guys are funny. So, yeah, that, that's, all, that's all big facts, though. You know, the mainstream media, they've lost credibility a long time ago, and that, they're not going to regain that at any point in time in the future. Not in the near future, at least. They, they can regain it, but not, not anytime soon, in my opinion. All right. Five, oh, okay. I was a little bit too slow to the trigger on that one. Um, let me get to eight five eight. You're on the line. I'm speaking to. Hey, uh, ABL. Um, Charles from California. All right. Um, do we have the speakers off in the background? Oh, yep. All right, I had you on speakerphone. All right. Apologies. All right. All right. That guy was pretty funny. It's yeah. pretty funny. I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I, I love the the people that call in. That last gentleman that had a video chat. 
uh, that guy, modern something. Renaissance, right? uh, modern Renaissance man. My, he's gained. He's gained a follower. He was. He was awesome. He was awesome. Uh, so, anyways, uh, out here in Cali, just wanted to add. I know that there's, there's some things that that you had talked about, like gun rights, for example, out here. Uh, did you know that we have to keep if you own a gun here in Cali, at the home, not in use, you have to keep it locked in a safe. Oh wow! Okay. So, going back to the like the beginning of your stream tonight, you got people that potentially coming into your home to take your your stuff. You know, uh, <laughs> wait a second. Let me get. Let me go unlock my gun. Right. Uh, can you hold off on that real quick? Exactly. Right. Exactly. I need. I need to have quick access to that so I can go ahead and do what I got to do because time is of the essence. I don't have time to be fumbling around with keys and whatnot. Exactly. And then, uh, so so that's a that's kind of a, a big deal um, out here, especially when crime is ramping up the way it is. It's like, come on now, something's got something's got to break. You got to either let us protect ourselves. We all got to get a handle on this as far as policing goes, and we all know what direction that's going. Yeah, definitely. At least out here. Um, and then, uh, you know, something else I wanted to talk about. I know a lot of people feel as if there's no hope for California, but with what went on in Virginia, uh, you know, what what are we what are most people saying was the ultimate reason Virginia? went ahead and, and went red as far as the uh, governor goes. I believe a lot of people gave credit to the, the whole school uh, issues. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going on here in Southern Cal, uh, at least San Diego, to the point where just this past week they passed uh, rules here in San Diego, at least the, the local school board and the the um, city council, where they changed the rules for the meetings because the meetings were getting too many parents coming in and voicing their opinions, and it was getting heated. You know, there, there was uh, some profanity used and some, some reasons why some people would definitely need to be kicked out, but they took that and they ran with it. Uh, and made all these other changes or now they're going to be limiting the amount of people that can speak and then limiting their time even further. They already only had two minutes. I think they're trying to limit them to a minute, 30 seconds, something like that. I mean, the, a lot of people, the, the parents are what got so mad that it changed everything in Virginia. And it's happening here in San Diego, I believe. That's why they had to change the rules. That's what they do. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an issue. But I think that I think the difference between Virginia and California is that Virginia is not as far gone. And the, the reason why Virginia being from Virginia, I saw what happened. The issue with Virginia was northern Virginia as that grew because of D.C., but the state became more red. But the core of Virginia is a red state. It's just that northern Virginia is not so much. But as the, the whole thing with CRT came in, all that happened was the red places became more red and the blue places became more red, although they were still blue. But that's just really in Northern Virginia. That's that one place that really had to change to make a big impact. But in California, you got two big places 
LA and that area, and then San Francisco in that area, you got two. If right. it was just one, it'd be easier, but you got two. That's a big that's that's a big mountain to climb. And I think if you didn't have those two, it'd be a better it it'd be a red state for sure. And if it was just one, it'd be a little bit easier. Well, the power of those parents, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a child, but every time I see this stuff going on, it, it, it enrages me to see them putting masks on kids at, at five years old, forcing the mask on them, you know, and, and, and making it mandatory for shots. Now they're trying to, you know, they got to man, mandate the booster too now. So now when does it end? You're going to be boosting for the rest of your life as a kid all the way up to whatever. I mean, if you want to keep going to school, I, I think uh, I think the parents are, you know, I, I don't know. I would like to hope and think and pray that the parents of these other big cities uh, put their foot down the same way parents in Virginia did. and Because that's the only way it's going to, anything's over no change. And, you know, the Rittenhouse thing, just go to that. Uh, who did CNN sue? Or get sued by? Didn't that other young man uh, sue them and win? No, that was uh, Nick, that was uh, Nick Salmon. Right. And so they didn't win the last. And uh, you know, a lot of people on on that lean right have been saying, you know what? I hope they still do. I hope they keep doing it because that this is going to be the downfall of their side if they don't learn their lesson. CNN didn't learn their lesson. All those people speak. You know, they, they speak too fast convict people before they've even had their time in court. It's not a winning strategy. It's going to, it's, I just, I just see it being the end of all this junk. So I hope they do keep doing it. Right on, man. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks, man. Sorry. I was hyped up, man. Oh, that's all appreciate, good. Appreciate you letting me vent. Oh, no problem. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. All right. Let's get to some more here. Let's go. To, and y'all hang tight, please. I'm trying to get to you guys as soon as I can. Um, hold on one second. Wow, these calls are coming in fast and furious. All right. Let's go. 215 on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, how's it going? It's all good about yourself. Uh, everything's going good. Hold on. All right, you're off speaker now. So I watched your last video with Hawk Newsom. Basically made those threats. Actually, I watched it on Tatum's channel, on every conservative channel with Hawk, New- Hawk Newsom. That's how you pronounce his name, right? Yeah. All right, so this mor- that moron made the threats basically <laughs> based off of what he said. It's like he knew... He, he knew it's like he knows that BLM was responsible for all the riots last year, him and, and Antifa. It's like he, deep down, you know, he said, because I can tell this by the way he said it. He had that, we'll do it again mindset. We will burn this. This time there will be bloodshed, just like last year. Like he was aware of all the riot, the BLM riots and all this stuff. But he figures nobody wasn't really going to focus on it. Right. And... When I watched the press conference, all those all those BLM people, vast majority of those people just I they just have that criminal mindset. He's gonna talk about his troops on the ground. He sound he sounds just like a criminal. 
I'm I'm coming to come to that conclusion. He sounds more and more like a criminal. It's like he tries to play stupid, but I think deep down he's intelligent. He he it's like he knows that certain people are on his side. It's it's weird. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just some people like that, they kinda got one foot in, one foot out. But ultimately, if you have one foot into criminality, you're just a criminal when it's all said and done. It's really unfortunate because the guy could do some good, but he chooses to not fully commit to doing good, which makes you, which means ultimately you're going to do bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's, uh, pretty much a little out of touch. He's very out of touch with what actually, what the the black community actually needs. He's completely out of touch. He doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) Or he tries to act like he doesn't know. Yeah. Just by the way he's talking. Just, you know. And another, what's another video? Oh, yeah. I like the fact that a guy from the January 6th, January 6th, one of the January 6th presidents actually called in. It's pretty amazing, but everything he said is what I always suspected anyway. But then, then the videos came out, and I told you about the videos I saw. Everybody was in there just walking around. You probably had a small percentage of rabble rousers because, like, because I said it before, if they really wanted to take over that capital, I mean, you're not going to stop four million people from taking over a building. They would have took over that building. Majority of those people are not like that. And plus, from what I saw while the so-called riot was going on that same day, I also saw people going home, so I didn't see everybody rioting. And like, and like you said, everybody was unarmed. They still keep talking about it. I didn't see not one fire start. <laughs> but from BLM all last year, I saw just cities on fire, billions, millions of dollars of damages. There's still some footages that they won't show. You would have to look deep into the internet because a lot of times YouTube don't even want to show it. But they'll try to suppress the information or hide it. Yeah, of course. So, because I feel like a lot of those riots were a lot more graphic than a lot. Of course, you're not going to see it on mainstream media. Not even Fox is going to show you. You got to go to like really basically like some kind of world star hip hop <laughs> rated R kind of website that'll actually show you just the brutalness of it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So uh, that's basically all I wanted to touch on. Uh, love your show. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Oh, 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 yeah. And another thing, I don't mean, I don't mean to bring up another caller, but I haven't, I haven't heard Ivan's voice in a while. I just realized that. Okay. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> I know. All right. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go to. Uh, hold on. 701, you know, line. who am I speaking to? The anti-view. How are you tonight, ABL? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing well. Uh, two things I want to talk about quick. First one is, and I want to like hand clap, nothing is free. So they're telling you, get the shot because it's covered. It's free. No, no, it's not. That pharmacy is making $182 every time you get a booster. Where's that money coming from? Federal government, taxpayer money. <laughs> right. Get get a get a nasal swab. Get your get your brain poked. It's free. Best thing we can do is test everybody. It's free. No, it's not. That nurse that's taking it, that fifteen minutes, you know, she's getting paid fifty two an hour. 
the real reason that I wanted to call is this is kind of a big truth bomb that nobody's talking about, right? They're firing nurses in Minnesota because they're not vaccinated. So yours truly helps with a temp agency occasionally because it can be good money and why not, right? I get alerted that this hospital is looking for nurses to start immediately 75% higher than the nurses were making that they fired. Guess who doesn't have to be vaxxed with the temp agency? But the, the nurse? Like, yeah, so they're firing nurses for not being vaxxed and firing healthcare personnel, but then they're bringing in a temp agency where it's not required to be vaccinated. So they should just keep the nurse that they already had? Right. Instead of screwing up somebody's life and taking away everything, they're letting them walk away and then they're replacing them with somebody who, you know, some some of the people I've worked with really don't care. And it is just about the almighty dollar, but some people do care. But you shouldn't be firing people for their vaccination status regardless. I mean, do you go into every single restaurant and ask them if they've been vaccinated for hepatitis? Right. Exactly. That's just that. I mean, that more people die from getting that in a restaurant than I do from, I don't know, going to a movie theater and sitting there and just watching something and somebody sneezes. I don't know. It's all dumb. So if you are getting fired for your vaccination status, consider moving to a different state because states like the one I'm stuck in currently do not ultimately care. This is the same state that's putting the COVID-positive people back into the places where the people are vulnerable. By the way, all the people in my house currently now have COVID because of the one lady that they forced me to take back. Wow. So good thing that all my 90-year-old, and I have a 106-year-old too, good thing they all have COVID now. Thanks, Governor Waltz. Glad to know you care about my grandma or your grandma or whoever, but I hope you have a great night, ABL. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Yep. Bye. Yeah, it's crazy. This, this whole thing, all the stuff around this just simply does not make any sense. Not, not at all. All right. Let's go ahead and get to some more here. And shout out to y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, Go ahead and get the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And let's go oh, 513 in the line I'm speaking to. Hi, my name is Elisa. I'm calling from Ohio. And um, I didn't, I wasn't planning on talking about nursing. Um, I've been a nurse for over 20 years. And I left corporate nursing when they started forcing the flu vaccine. Mm. Um and technically, us nurses, when you come into our hospital, you should not catch anything from us. So when you hear these stories about people getting sick from going to the hospital or nurses getting sick from their patients, somebody's not doing something right. But that's not even why I call them. Okay. So I don't know. Um, before George Floyd, Ohio... Um, I mean, I, I can't say it was necessarily Republicans. 
you know, but conservatives went to the state house and, um, you know, protested the shutdowns. And the governor stopped doing his, um, you know, daily briefings at the state house and started doing them from his basement. Um, and that was even before people in Michigan protested. But and then what happened is it became about race. Mm. So I am a white, I'm white, and I live in the city. I've lived in the city going on, my child would be eight generations. I did have one side of my, my father's side moved here. And I have a house. I can't up and leave. And I just think telling people to up and leave and telling people to homeschool shuts down the conversation to actually getting to a solution. Homeschooling isn't, I mean, we're still paying for schools, um, if that makes any sense. And then I think we need to remember that we've made people unemployable. When our government agencies do not do what we fund them to do, we ultimately make people unemployable. Does that make sense? I understand, yeah. I mean, do you think that everybody who's able should be working a job that takes out taxes? Well, yeah, everybody that's able should be working. It shouldn't just be, you know, people just sitting at the house doing nothing. If they're able-bodied, it's like, well, what are we doing? Why, why just sit there and do nothing? Um, well, here's why. Because everyone's not sitting there doing nothing. One thing that the governor of Ohio did, and we're supposedly a red state, is he shut down volunteers. And the school system that I live in is an inner-city school. They were the only ones shut down. They're still the only ones that have a vax mandate. The county's bringing in a bus to vaccinate the kids. In 2012, they decided they were going to rely on volunteers. And when I did, I worked in the ER in long-term care. And in long-term care, mostly women, those women never worked. They mm -hmm. didn't work. I mean, I'm not going to say all of them. And that, most of that generation is probably dead. But the majority of the people... Those women, if they weren't career women, they weren't CEOs, they didn't have degrees, and we still took care of them. I mean, why are we valuing people on if they have taxes taken out for what they do in their time? Does that make sense? Um, I'm not quite sure. If they're working, okay. then taxes, okay. If, if they're working, taxes are taken out, but if they're not working, then... What, 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 would, what would that be? Okay, maybe, I, I, maybe I'm a mom and I have children and I want a flexible schedule and I'm, and I'm just going to volunteer, you know. I'm going to volunteer because we, what we're losing is volunteers. Okay. We have a lot of um, agencies and programs that depend on volunteers. So if okay. everybody that does anything has to earn a paycheck, then then there goes the volunteers. It's like we're saying you can't come at, to this soup kitchen and volunteer. You have to come here and be an employee. Well, okay, here's a question. Why wouldn't somebody just – so basically you're saying that the employees, they're – 
their advantage is that they're flexible with their schedule rather than being an employee on the, on the clock and you have to follow right. the schedule. Okay, I understand that. I mean, I can use a personal example, but I didn't want to make it all about me. I, mean, I could give a personal example of nah, exactly how that's I, affecting. I, I mean, I understand. I do understand that, but I you think see what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think though a, a lot of people could do more, but they choose not to. Like a lot of people are just sitting at the house doing nothing. And yeah, well, okay, uh, but, but, right, but wait, but wait, but wait, wait, wait. But some people they do a lot. They're actually doing things, and the volunteer work would be able to fit into the schedule as, as they, as they see fit, they could do that on their own time. But if somebody's just, you know, they, they, they're at the house doing nothing. Like some of these like young people eating Cheetos all day. I mean, at a certain point they can go work, but some people. Well, are, exactly. Right. Young people. Absolutely. I'm talking about I'm, we're 40 houses paid off, married. You know, if you're going to make it difficult for me to work, then so, so basically, not so basically, you don't, there's no need for you to actually be working because everything is good. You're straight. You're financially okay, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we're doing okay. It would be better if I was able to work, but I have to, there's reasons I can't work. Okay. And oh, and it, okay. Like the mandates. It, okay. Like my, my son is special needs. Let me, just, that's the issue. And with these mandates, here's how we know it's not about health. Okay, we have um, services, you know, camps, special need camps. Okay, they're they're necessary, and they're usually ran by volunteers, and very few people pay out of pocket. Every, every state has a different health care system. That's another thing people don't realize. Every single state reimburses providers, doctors differently. I understand. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll meet in a rope, but we got time constraints, so we got to kind of accelerate it a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying when they cut those services out, you're making people unemployable. Okay. I, I see I see what your your point is. It's not like people are choosing, oh, I'm just not going to, you know, I can't jump through all these hoops, raise my children, take care, you know, they're making it harder for the people that are able to not work. I, I got and you. I'm seeing more and more people I, doing things. Okay. Like, I understand, I understand what you're saying. Like, I'm going to cut you off, but I got more calls on the line. I think I'll respond to what you're saying a little bit more, but thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, I'm sorry. The whole the nurse it, threw me totally off. It's, it's I, all good. I what I was calling it's, for. Thank you for the but, call. All right. You have a good night. All right. So, um, but see, the problem is, I'm going to say this, not to attack her, but in general about people that don't want to work, people that sit at the crib. Getting Cheeto dust in the beard, you know, gaining it 75 pounds and during the scandemic. Okay. What's happening is that people were working. And when the scandemic came, they decided not to because it was easier to stay at home and do nothing because the government's paying them to do it. All this extra federal um, assistance with the unemployment, the state unemployment, no questions asked. Because with unemployment, normally what they're going to do is have you go out there and try to find jobs in a serious way. And you got to have a reason to be unemployed. But then when this pandemic came along, no reason to be unemployed. You could just say, I'm scared of the virus. And you get paid. You get extra food stamps, extra this, extra that. You're getting all kinds of benefits, right? Stimulus checks out the wazoo, all kind of stuff. Earn income tax credit for your kids. 
money falling from the sky. People getting like ten, twelve thousand dollars in cash. Never had that money before. What they do? Go out and eat. Get big fat, looking like big circles, right? You go from being skinny as a bean pole to a whole uh, you know, uh, uh um to a globe rolling down the street, right? Don't even fit in the car no more. That was going on during this pandemic, and that's still kind of carrying on today. Now, everybody has their own individual situation, but if things did not change from the beginning of the pandemic until now, and you at the crib, and you're saying, well, I don't want to work because of X, Y, and Z, it's because you don't want to work, not because you're not able to. Again, not speaking about her specifically, because there seems to be some other stuff going on, but I'm just saying that's a general... That, that's the general vibe I'm getting, right? That, that's, that's the general gist of what's happening, from my point of view. All right, let's go. All right, y'all hang tight. I'm going to try to get to everybody as soon as I can. And let's do 323 in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, yo, this is Isaiah calling from L.A. All righty. What's going on? Yes, man. These people are just so smart. They have come up with this strategic plan. What modern renaissance man was talking about, they're just so smart, but we have to be smarter. We have to focus on self-sustainability as far as us growing things ourselves and stuff like that. Because we've come to a time that we're just so spoiled and we just rely on grocery stores all this other stuff, we have to start doing things ourselves. Because what that would do is counteract all these things that they're trying to do. So if we move towards us being self-reliant and, you know, us talking to the people next door, you know, growing plants in your home, there's this new system to grow plants, you know, food inside of your home as far as fruits and vegetables. It's called Let Us Grow. You can grow indoors. And if you have a backyard, you know, grow stuff back there. But we have to come to a time because what they'll try to do to try to control your food. They want to control the water. They want to control every essential thing that we use because right now we pay for it, such as gas, you know, water, electricity. It's like we're going to have to go back to the olden days where we're just, you know, relying on ourselves and our neighbors because once this money, once this currency is no longer has value, you know, and if we're at a point where we are protecting ourselves, we have guns to protect ourselves because that's what they're trying to take away. All these things that they want to implement, try to force down our throats. We have to counteract it in a way that we're just, you know, able to self-sustain ourselves, you know, instead of having to rely on these grocery stores, all these goods. Because what they're trying to turn America is to a, a fourth world country, okay? Not even a third world, a fourth world. They're trying to make it so drastic to where we just suffer. It's just somebody out there who just wants America to suffer. And we shouldn't have to, you know, deal with this. You know, America is one of the greatest countries on this planet. And it's like we're the last frontier. So if we fall, everywhere else falls. And we cannot fall. You know, we have all these technological advances that are trying to take place to try to, you know, automation and stuff like that. Amazon, they say all these billionaires are the people who are really controlling all this stuff in the United States, all these policies and stuff that are actually going on in China. You know, we need to self-sustain ourselves. 
if we if we we have to go to a barter system where we have little pieces of gold, whatever it may be, you know, so we could be self reliant because they're trying to tear us apart. It's not even about democratic, democratic or republican anymore because it's about unity. We have to both be one. And also comes a common goal because they can't defeat defeat us if we're together, opposed to us being separate. You know, it's going to be some way we're going to have to open up people's eyes to let them see the bigger picture of this whole grand scheme of control. It's a grand scheme. And they thought about this years ago, a long time ago, but we can't let that happen at all. You understand what I'm saying, ABO? Right on, 100% understand. Yes, because this is just crazy, and it isn't right to the people of America at all. You know, we have to really come up with something drastic, and we have to be counteractive to all these things. That If we want to stay in the same system that we're living in right now, we have to counteract it, you know. And if they act, you know, if they end up winning and they end up changing it, we have to do things drastically ourselves to sustain America, this great country that we have. Because there's people coming here in every which way, you know, but they're trying to get the freebies. We know we, we can't have that. But we need to put America first, we as the people, because we're all Americans. It's not going to be about Democratic or Republican, none of that stuff anymore. Because inflation is going to be on a rise and a gallon of milk is going to cost 10 bucks. All these people, the workforce is going to be diminished. So you're going to have robots taking over. I should suggest everybody to start looking at this uh, documentary. No, not documentary, this series on Netflix. I know you don't like Netflix, but it's called Black Mirror. And this is really things they're trying to implement. This is what they want the future to be, a social credit score. That's what China is running off of. They have literally cameras on the street. You know, scanning people's faces. We don't want to live like that to where we're just under complete control. Because if you're able to control yourself and protect yourself in every which way, they can't win and they'll be frustrated. You know, all this stuff that you see with people going green and stuff like that, take some of that into account and try to learn some of these things. Because what they want you to do, they want you to rely on them for every single thing. And that is not the way. And <laughs> that's all I have to say, Bill. I appreciate you, man. I love your show. I watch you about every week. And, you know, I love it. And I just wanted to get this information out because it is very important. It is very essential because what they're trying to bring about is the end. And we can't let them bring the end. We can't do it. Right on, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right, shout out to the caller. It's a good call. You know, this whole thing about the currency, people say that we got to have other forms of, if you're getting Bitcoin and stuff like that, that ain't going to do you no good if the zombie apocalypse coming through. You know what I'm saying? Will Smith ain't have no, if Will Smith was in I Am Legend with Bitcoin, what's that going to do? He had that rifle though and that dog. That's what you need is a way to actually defend yourself and to protect yourself and to go out there and forage and stuff like that. That's what you actually need. Seven two oh, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, seven two oh. Hey, ABL, it's good to talk to you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say, uh, God bless America. God bless our veterans. 
But actually, I want to talk to you about uh, the Rittenhouse case and uh, just kind of the implications of it. The uh, case at its heart is kind of a Second Amendment case, but it's also not at the same time because we, it fell into a Fifth Amendment case. Yeah. And that young man uh, just got accused of all of those things. And that's kind of another thing. But when the head prosecutor decides to push him on his Fifth Amendment rights, where you don't have a right to withhold anything. And once you're under your Miranda rights, you don't have, you know, any sort of ability to remain silent. That's kind of like the breaking point for pretty much anything in the Constitution. Yeah, Second Amendment is one thing, but when you actually start getting to the heart of the Constitution, you get into a Fifth Amendment right, Fourth Amendment right, Fourteenth Amendment right. When the prosecuting attorney is trying to take those rights away from you, and no one says anything, but fortunately the judge did, because if he did not, well, you know what, you're just out of luck. That's really kind of an exceptional thing. I've never seen that before. I'm a paralegal. Like, I've studied case law. My father was a lawyer, Vietnam vet, God bless him. But just even then, I mean, the, the wanton disrespect of someone's constitutional rights, I, I don't understand this. It, it really blows my mind. And yeah. I wanted your opinion on it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. But I think this is all in the context of the trial being very political. It seems like anytime anything gets political and you have the media involved, it's like rights just get kind of get discarded, thrown out, thrown out the window. And it shouldn't be that way. We should still have rights as Americans, regardless of whether I think it's political or it offends people or if the media are offended. The media should not be in the business of trying to prosecute cases and uh, trying to decide who's guilty or innocent. That, that should be up to the, the jury, the judge, people that actually have the authority to do so, not external forces. But that's what's happening right now. I think that Rittenhouse would not even be arrested if not for all the political implications of the, of the trial and also the government sticking their nose in it, the federal government. Yes, sir. And I agree. And I think the sad part of it is, is uh, even if this young man is acquitted that the federal government is going to bring on whatever things, because, you know, the right to due process and the right to a fair trial is ignored by the federal government because, uh, you know, the double jeopardy of law doesn't necessarily apply to just your average Joe because the federal government can actually step in and say, hey, well, we didn't like how this turned out, so we're just going to screw you over. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a lot recently with all this stuff going on. So it, it's, it's really, and it, it, I think it also points to how the federal government has expanded. That, it definitely points to that because we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be right here having this conversation. This shouldn't really be going on, but unfortunately, we are here. Yes, sir. I agree. And it, it's really a sad thing. I mean, a lot of people fought and died for the Constitution and the rights just generally that we have. And it really is disrespectful to everyone that, you know, has fought for those rights to say, hey, well, we don't agree with those rights because whatever politician is in right now. And it's really disappointing, honestly. I mean, this is not what we voted for, but sadly, this is what we're stuck with. That's right. Well, thank you for the call. I don't know. I'll go ahead. Sorry, Anthony. I didn't mean to to interrupt (laughs) you. Um, You know, all I have to say is, you know, I hope this young man gets a fair trial. I mean, the judge is like I said, hey, I don't want a trial by media, but hey, this is kind of what we got. But good for them. 
And, you know, God, like I said, God bless America and God bless our veterans. And it's good to talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Definitely. All right. And shout out to my man for the call. But that'd be a wrap for me. We're at the end of the show. So if you can't get on, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. But you got to blame the white man for that. It's not my fault. Um, thank you guys for calling in. You guys have been a great audience, as always. Couldn't ask for a better audience. But I'll be back live on Wednesday. And, of course, I'm here throughout the week putting out good content for you guys right here on the YouTubes. Try to put out two videos a day. They're about. Um, I put out things that are happening about current politics, current news, evergreen topics, whatever the case may be. And you guys, of course, visit my website, anthonyblogan.com. If you ever want to read more about a particular story that I'm doing, if you want to see where I get my information from, where I get my sources, I have sources from all over the place. I have left, right, independent, uh, mainstream, offstream, whatever, local news, national news. I got it all on anthonyblogan.com. If you want to know how to get in contact with me, you can go to my website as well. My email's there. My snail mail's there. Thank you to everybody that has sent me books and everything else. It's my P.O. box. I appreciate you guys for that. And shout out to everybody that has donated through Cash App, through Super Chats, through PayPal, from buying merch. Thank you guys for doing that. I couldn't do this without y'all. What I'm going to do right now is read the supers and then wrap it on up. And, of course, shout out to the mods. Uh, I think a lot of the mods are on vacation tonight, but that's fine. Shout out, shout out to the mods that were here and everybody keeping the, the chat in check. I appreciate y'all. Couldn't do it without y'all either. So let's get to the supers and then we'll wrap it on up. Um, let's get to, thank you to Sigma six who says, hi, ABO cheers from Japan. Uh, shout out to you, man. Konnichiwa, all that good stuff. Arigato, you know, I don't know what I'm saying, but it sounds good to me. Uh, thank you to Buck versus Windshield who says, quote, the plot against the president, unquote, is an excellent movie about the whole steel thing. About the steel dossier, the fan fiction novel that this guy, the, the British agent wrote. Uh, it was released last year. YouTube has it highly recommended. I'll check it out. Thank you to Violet Ramirez for being a member of the ABO team. I appreciate you eight months. Thank you for the thumbs up emoji and the U.S. flag. Thank you to Patriot Kenneth Burlingham for becoming a member for the very first time. Thank you to Dan uh, Steinke, who says, hey, guys, I know a lot of people on here are God-fearing. Please pray for my family. We are going through some very difficult times with my wife's health. Our finances are just terrible. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you. You know, and, and prayers out to you guys. Uh, hopefully everything gets back to the way it's supposed to be. Thank you to Bryce Clump, who says, don't California, my Montana, U.S., <laughs> right on. Thank you to Frank Dest, who says, isn't it amazing that in New Jersey, the Democrats found 23,000, 23,023,000 absentee ballots when the Republicans are winning. Very interesting. Thank you to Joe Ryder 84, who says, ABL, would you, in your opinion, consider Al Sharpton a rat? Oh, yeah, he snitched. It's public information. He was a federal, LA, a federal informant. So he's definitely a rat. Thank you to Joe Ryder 84, who also says, do you have hope that Youngkin would win? Well, I didn't have hope that he would win in the beginning, but as it got closer to the end, it started to become more realistic because of all the things that were happening in Northern Virginia with critical race theory. I started to see the, the tide shift and I was seeing the polling come out. I was like, he has a chance here. He has a chance. So once that began to happen, I'm like, all right, he could do something here. Thank you to the morning star who says, 
God bless. Appreciate all the work you do. Thank you for that. Thank you to Bruja who says, hey, ABL, I just entered California governor race. I will come talk to you anytime your questions and I will go on anyone's show anytime. All right. <laughs> Let's at, at, Godspeed. That's all I could say. Shout out to my man, Larry Elder. <laughs> Thank you to Jim Jones who says, a quote, you would say time to, um, a quote you would say time to time, ball out, pig out. If you put on a shirt and your merch, I'll buy them all. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Bob versus Windshield who says Fairview Lake near Portland, Oregon, that is flooding. The workers won't go out to turn the flood pumps because homeless sh- shoot at them. Wow, that's crazy. So you have an actual flood that's happening, but you can't even fix it because it's too dangerous. How are you homeless with guns? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, shout out Bob versus Windshield again who says, uh, remember teenagers with guns standing up for rights are a big reason that we beat the king and became the US of A free Cal and FJB big facts because people forget how young the founding fathers were people forget how young these guys that were fighting in wars were um, one thing I, I like watch some of these movies like Dunkirk if you guys have ever seen Dunkirk and stuff like that one thing you notice is how young these guys are that are fighting Baby face. It looked like Cal Rittenhouse talking about, look like they bought 15 years old in the face. Kids out there fighting and winning. But that'll be a wrap for me. Hold on. Uh, Blonde Mom says, whereas Red Pimple Rista been? I don't know. I think Red Pimple Rista got mad at me and, and, and rage quit. So I don't know what's going on. But that'll be a wrap. Thank you for being here yet again. You guys are the best audience anywhere in the internets. I'll be back live again on Wednesday. And I'll be back all throughout the week with pre-recorded videos. But until next time, Y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.